I don't really know audio stuff like that, so... I know. I'm, like, so paranoid that, like... Nothing's gonna be there. It's gonna be, like... Well... Yeah. And then I'm gonna be like, well, Corbin, I guess you gotta go back through and just talk I'm over not doing the that. <laughs> and just insert voices. Yeah, I feel like we would just re-record at that point. I would be like, I'm not that. That would be a nightmare. Okay, so I'm gonna say one. We're gonna see if this linking up thing works. Bear with me. I'm gonna say one. Corbin's gonna say two. Faith, you're gonna say three. Why can't right. I be number one? One. I'm gonna say one, <laughs> and you're gonna be number two. And then Faith is... <laughs> this is an audio <laughs> test. This is not a power move. <laughs> Corbin. One. Two. Three. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, Corbin, what were you saying about I the day? I didn't dance? say anything. <laughs> I didn't say anything. This won't be the cold open. I'm no. just asking. I'm very curious about what the... <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. You're talking about Glocks, extended Glocks with extended clip. Yeah, I've heard about those. Something about a dent in the dick. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Oh, there's ghosts <laughs> in the room. <laughs> I feel like y'all are making up things. <laughs> All right. Well, would you like to do any uh, intros before we do the three, two, one, go? Did you practice any more um, material? I was going to sing that song that Uncle Iroh did when he was, um, but, you know, I feel like just because someone can sing doesn't mean they should, so <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so we could just go ahead and get started <coughs> with things, and I'm not going to, you know, oh, that's perfect. haze anyone with my voice. So, yeah. I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't know, know her part. either. I just, All right. You know, these are just words that I've heard of. So, well, that's a great way to start the countdown. We'll be starting at three, two, one. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to episode five. I don't. Know. Are we on I five? Think so. I think this is five. Yeah, this, this is, is five. five. Wow. Welcome back to episode five of our podcast. Welcome to the Last Black Avatar Pod. My name is Avery Walter. And I'm joined with my moon and stars, the light to my life, the peanut butter to my, oh my jelly. It is Corbin Cummings. What is up, Corbin? Hey, y'all. How's it going? I'm really happy to be a part of this podcast again. <laughs> I didn't know Avery was going to say all that. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, very interesting how you talked about moon and stars. Got to get into more of that in this episode. Oh, that wasn't even intentional. I didn't even think about that. I was thinking of Game of Thrones. What? <laughs> Who was thinking of Game of Thrones? Isn't that what it's called? When it's like Carl Drago, and they, she, he's like her moon and the, isn't that what it is? No. Y'all didn't watch Game of Thrones, did you? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> I was like, these are some blank I stairs. did not. I'm getting. I'm gonna Google it while we're talking. But apparently, there's a there's a, another voice in the room. Um, could that be Faith <laughs> from the Void? <laughs> hey, Hi. Faith. How's it going? I'm happy to be back. I'm a I'm a drop my switch code my Nintendo switch code for y'all later. That's the void I be in. Yes, outside planning some turnips. Exactly. 
Okay, I got it wrong. It's the moon of my life and my sun and stars <laughs> for people at home. <laughs> but we are talking about the end of season one today. We we made it. We are at season one's conclusion, the finale. Finito. I know that's not what finito means, but I bang, want it to. I'm a gorilla in a fucking coop. I'm pull up to the zoo, nigga. Who? Episode 17, 18, and 19. Oh, how y'all feeling on a. Oh, wait, no. 18, 19, and 20. And 20 yeah. <laughs> how are y'all feeling about these three episodes in general? Faith, how are you feeling about them? Because I know you were excited to get into this last part of it. So, what are your thoughts? I was excited. I love these episodes. I think these are probably, these are definitely my favorite episodes in uh, the whole season, but I would even say they're up there to be some of my favorite in the entire show. Wow. Oh, jeez. Wow. Just a lot, just a lot that happens, you know? Yeah. And do you remind, do you mind uh, reminding the folks at home what your relationship with Avatar is? Like, how did you get started? Oh, yeah. Um, I just watched it like when I was a kid, whenever it came out. Um, and I recently rewatched it. And then, you know, my my lovely friends here asked me to be on this podcast. Lovely. Um, <laughs> so that we could engage in discourse around it. So, um, Yeah. Well, Corbin, how are you feeling about the end of this season? I know you talk about season two a lot, but how are you feeling about the end of season yeah. one? I mean, I feel like it's really interesting to see how the show just escalates because, of course, you know, you got these kids who are riding on Appa and then they're like playing around and being childish and then they have to deal with real life or death situations and the way the writers and you know, the folks who made the show put it all together and the musical score. It's just, it was just really cool to see, especially the last episode of season one, how, uh, or I guess the the second to last one um, and last one, so the, the Siege of the North, how they were able to just talk about like, uh, you know, Yang and, you know, the moon and all that different stuff and how that ties into the spirit world and the avatar and stuff. So it's it was really dope to see. It was a beautiful ending, I think. Just visually, it was stunning. But, I mean, to be honest, just to, to go into the future, like, nothing is... I, I still think that the last uh, episode of the last season, season three, is by far my favorite. But as I'm re-watching the show, I can definitely say that I think the last, the second to last episode of this season was by far one of the, one of the most visually stunning, too. I'll give it that. Mm. dope well let's not waste any time yeah i'm excited to hop on into it so we start at episode 18 the waterbending master and so we've been watching them traverse uh the universe i guess i guess this is like all of earth uh we've watched them on this long ass journey to get to the northern water tribe so that ang can learn waterbending of course and off rip like like you were saying with it being so like visually stunning like the way that they like water bended the gates up and down and stuff like that was like immediately i was like this is cool i like this this is you know you know what i thought of when i saw that i thought of um 
the Black Panther when they were coming in to do that battle in the beginning. And they were, like, coming in, into Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it just made me think of that. I don't want to relate Wakanda to everything like some folks do, but <laughs> it just made me think of that. I'm dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to relate Wakanda to everything, but I think we did have, didn't we have a conversation about Killmonger versus, who was it? That's because Avatar is the best Jet? Avenger movie out there. So, oh, of course, oh like we God. have to relate it to Avatar. Yes, Aang, a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. How could I forget? Um, I do have my submission for um, jokes, 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 jokes. Who's next? Which is the opening what? scene <laughs> of the episode when they were talking about... Sokka was complaining, of course, about how... Uh, who is Appa was like flying too low. And he was like, why don't we just like do X, Y, Z? And Aang was like, how about you put us all on your back and take us? And then Sokka goes, climb, everyone climb onto Sokka is ready for takeoff <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, and then he like shakes his butt. And I was like, this is so childish, but also like so great. I was yeah, very was happy about it. There weren't many puns in these episodes, but like that just to open it with, Climb on, everyone. Sokka's ready for takeoff was super fun. And then Momo hops on and it's like <laughs> chilling. <laughs> um, but they get to the Northern Water Tribe and Sokka, yet again, I feel like he's like the, who is it, Brock from Pokemon that's always falling in love with people? Is oh, that yeah. him? Yeah. I kind of felt that way by the time we got to this episode. I was like, I'm telling y'all, here? people be sleep on him. On who? On Brock on, or Sokka? On Sokka. <laughs> yeah. I'm t- I told you, look, I told you, I feel like I relate most to Sokka because I feel like. So what are you trying to say, Avery? You be this- falling in love? Exactly. What are you trying to say? No, you, you, I be, was, you be pull game? I, I don't. Sauce boss? Juice <laughs> God? Is I that what we're trying to say? <laughs> I just want everyone to know that Avery is, that's what Avery's basically saying. I did not say that <laughs> you're saying you got the juice and the squeeze just like because you were saying i thought you were just talking about Sokka in general because i know that on past episodes i said that i relate to Sokka the most because in this episode when they were talking about what they should do like especially when they were talking about um like when Sokka was like ang why don't you just teach katara later I was like, I had that first thought as soon as they told Katara, you can't waterbend because you're a girl here. Like, I was like, why doesn't he just fucking teach her later and she can learn how to heal and then they both have skills. And when he said it, Katara was like, what? I was like, hold on. No one thought about this? Like, I was like, I'm so sick of y'all. Like, I was like, (laughs) why did no one think of this? So I feel like Sokka sometimes is that character that in the beginning of the episode, I'll be thinking something and then Sokka's the one to be like, why don't we just do that? And then... Either they're like, no, Sokka, you suck, even though it's a good idea, or they'll listen and it works out. Uh, but where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sokka falls in love with everybody. Not me. Never me. I was not comparing oh. him to me. <laughs> oh, so you, you I, don't be falling in love. You just have them around. I don't have anyone around. All right, now. I don't do this. <laughs> Come on. Y'all are going to make me sound like some type of... (laughs) No, I didn't say that. (laughs) 
what was it? Who was that girl that said, what did she call Katara a floozy? (laughs) Y'all are going to make the listeners at home think that I'm a floozy. Y'all can't see it at home, but I'm kind of blushing. (laughs) My cheeks are red. (laughs) I feel hot. Leave me alone. But anyways, Katara, not Katara, Sokka falls in love yet again with Princess Yue. You, you Yue? Yue. Yes. Not Yui. Yue. That's only a fool. To her name now. Because only a fool would say Princess Yui. <laughs> um, but she's the daughter of the head chief of the Northern Water tribe. And basically Sokka from the get-go is just feeling her and... Yeah, they didn't do the fan cam this time that they normally do where it's like that rose-colored tint with the, like, bling effect. But they really didn't even have to. Um, but... Well, you know, before that, we, we learned yeah. that when riding through the North Pole, there's, like, a, a scene where it cuts to Commander Zhao. And he's, like, talking about getting the Water Tribe and saying, like, how they've been able to... Well, the Northern Water Tribe and how they've been able to survive for the last hundred years. And, you know, already when I had heard about that, I was like, okay, well, you remember what the Southern Water Tribe looked like. Everybody was gone except for women and children. And it just was, you know, it was a couple of them. And then you got this huge palace. Like, I was like, you, I just feel like, you know, that there's a water, the Southern Water Tribe. And then there's like the Northern one. Why is there such a disparity between both of them? Like, why haven't they been able to contact each other throughout these years? But, you know, I mean, it was really interesting far. to hear. Well, I know. I guess they, they don't have, still, like, a like, flying bison. A carrier pigeon or something like that. Something. They can text each other. Yeah. Can they? Can they <laughs> text each other, Corbin? That nigga is fighting with a boomerang, and you acted like they going to take a Delta Airlines flight down to the fucking Southern Water Tribe. <laughs> text them like I'm good on the way. Of, I got the good goods. choice of words, by the way. I agree. But, yes. I just, yeah. I think it makes sense because it's not like, you know what I'm saying? It would be different if it was like the distance between canada and england and then it would be like why don't y'all niggas just send a boat but i feel like probably it's difficult maybe to like even uh like what's the word not float sail ride a boat down sail. setting sail to set sail in such like wow. an like an arctic <laughs> climate is probably dangerous too because there's like all those like glaciers and shit, but I guess they're mm-hmm. like some badass waterbenders, so it probably don't even matter. So they maybe they're just being lazy. Yeah, they're pretty good up there. Yeah, they're pretty. Because you know, you remember like in the Southern Water Tribe, Katara was the only waterbender. Yeah, so they damn oh. sure weren't getting up there. That shit was not gonna happen. They were stuck. But yeah, somehow, um, somehow, some way, the Fire Nation it took them this long to realize where they were going. Like they were like, they're going North. They're clearly going to the Northern water tribe. I feel like maybe I need to look at a map again to see why like this was when they realized where they were going. Cause they were going like straight up the whole time. But I guess since there's nothing above where they were coming from, maybe that's how they realized. Um, and Admiral Zhao. (laughs) Commander Zhao. Now, 
got promoted. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. Perfect. <laughs> I don't have to say it. So, Commander Zhao, he pops up, and I liked how instead of doing that cough that they do after jokes, because um, that's when Iroh is singing that song and everyone's just chilling on the boat, and Commander Zhao pulls up, and instead of doing a cough, they just have, like, one stray guitar note play. Like, it's just, like, ding. <laughs> like, and it's just, like, one pluck of a string. Uh, I really enjoyed that. But he basically pulls up, as he always does, and takes the whole crew. Like, he was like, you, 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 and you, you're coming with me. Everyone can go. Iroh, you can come if you want to. If you want to be smart about it, you can leave Zuko and come with me. And Iroh so was like, So basically, no. in this scene, Commander Zhao is a soldier boy. <laughs> That's the song the st- I was trying to think of. What is it? I it like her, 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 and her. <laughs> I want them to do that over her. She got a dump. <laughs> she got a crew. <laughs> she got a- <laughs> But yeah, Absolutely. and Ira was like, I'm not leaving. Like, I'm good. Thank you. Whatever. Um, but he was like, all right, the invitation is still open if, you know, I'm saying you come to your senses. Um, but back at the Water Tribe, mm-hmm. Aang and Katara meet Paku. Princess? Yeah. Yeah, Paku. Paku, Yes. And he's supposed to be the water bending master for Aang to teach him all the things that he knows. And obviously Katara was there and she was like, I'm finna learn too. And Paku was like, hold up. You got too much <laughs> dip on your chip. Too much <laughs> dip on your chip. <laughs> he literally said, what's that mean where it's like, whoa, we ain't never did that. Why'd you think today was the day to do that? <laughs> he was like, we don't do that in our tribe. Women do not waterbend point blank period they do water bending only for healing and i'm not gonna train you and they both got pissed and katara was like fuck you and your sexist ass tradition i don't give a single shit and ang was like yeah me too i don't even want to go like i like i won't even train and katara was like don't be stupid like you still need to train and yeah. so she ends up going and getting trained up in healing while Aang struggles for a bit learning how to waterbend with Paku. When she walked up in there, she was not with the shits. When she walked into that little igloo, she was like, uh... Because it was, like, kids in there. Like, it was... I mean, she's also a kid, but they were, like, tiny children. Yeah. Like... (laughs) And I think there was, like, maybe one older person, or maybe that was the the teacher. That was the teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So, At least she was nice. Yeah. And Katara yes. was like, fuck this shit. But it's kind of a good thing that she went because mm-hmm. that teacher ended up being, I don't have that woman's name, but she ended up being the best Yagoda. friend. Yagoda. And she ended up being the best friend of Katara's uh, grandmother, I guess. Grand, um, grand. And they were the bestest of friends and that's how peas and carrots. Yes, pe- all right. <laughs> but they were the bestest of friends, and she notices Katara's necklace and was like, "Oh, who? Like, who are you engaged to?" Katara was like, "No fucking body. I don't know who you're talking about." <sighs> and she was like, "Oh shit, 
my bad. I know whose that is. That's um, that, uh, what was her grandma's name? Kara? Kaya? Kana? Uh, Kaya? Kana? Oh grand grand. It's grand grand. grand, grand. grand. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because she had said that that was like a custom there. And then Katara didn't realize at that point, like, that her grandmother was from the Northern Water Tribe. Mm-hmm. Show was, and that somebody had given it to her from the, the mm-hmm. Northern Water Tribe. So I don't know. Like I wasn't expecting it to be Paku, but I think when they started battling, I was like, oh. Yeah. I had forgotten yeah. about that, like when I was rewatching it. It's her granddaddy. Mm. That's awkward. But we love uh, family drama. <laughs> but she, yeah, she tells her that backstory of her grand grand and Paku and them being engaged, her not loving him, then her dipping. And she said that she left without even saying a goodbye. And I made a note. I was like, I wouldn't leave without saying goodbye to y'all. I wouldn't do that because she looked hurt. That was sad. She didn't tell her best friend why she was leaving. Maybe there's more context later, because I feel like y'all are giving me some weird faces um, as to why she didn't say anything. But I was like, oh, back then, it's not like I could just text you later and be like, oh, my bad. Or like update my Facebook location and be like, oh, I just checked into the Southern I just feel like, (laughs) okay, there's Twitter and stuff, but they have birds that knew where they were supposed to go and deliver messages she could have sent a carrier pigeon or a falcon or something. I just feel like she could have. Look, she was on her Gabriella gotta go my own way bullshit, okay? She's on yeah. her Gabriella needs to break up with Troy song every movie. Right. Those, are the best. Those are my favorite songs from every Mine high too, school musical movie. Because I thought I was her. her. Being like, fuck him. <laughs> like, girl, Listen, fuck Paku you. said bet on it. I can just imagine. <laughs> <laughs> bet on it, bet on it. <laughs> That's what he was doing. I think that's what he was doing when she left. Is it? Yeah. So that's the timeline of this TV show. <laughs> like you were saying, like, they could just send a text or like they could, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They could they tweet about it. each other. So this is like in the future. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that could have happened. I feel like they have phones. And I feel like they didn't. So I think we've reached an impasse <laughs> because <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that's. Anyways, so basically Sokka is like spitting mad game at old girl at, at Princess, Shorty. Uh, yeah. U, UA? UA, yeah. UA, Yes. And I had a note because when they're at the table, there's something in my eye. Um, when they're at that table eating and he's like flirting with her sitting next to her and Katara's sitting right there. And he was like, oh, I'm a prince too. <laughs> and Katara was like, a prince of what? <laughs> like, I, No. And then she kind of like plays along a little bit because he was like, can you like let me live? Thank you. And when they cut back to him talking to Princess Yue, There's also Katara in the background, and I don't know if they, like, forgot to make her blink, but there's a really long (laughs) shot 
with Katara just staring and unmoving with her eyes open, just like staring into space. Like rewatch that scene because she's just sitting there like motionless and paralyzed for like a good 10 seconds. And it's very disturbing. But basically they meet up. I... I'm gonna be honest. I really didn't care with them that much about their little love story. I I didn't. I thought it was what? cute, but I, I I feel that I you know I don't know. I didn't really care much about her only because she just kept running away the entire like three episodes. Like she just kept being like, I gotta go my own way, but then like I gotta sprint my own way. Yeah, that got on my nerves a little bit. I was like, why so are I you think- running away all the time? <laughs> I was like, you could just calmly walk away, but every scene with them ended with her being like, I can't be with you. I love you too much. I'm getting married. I think especially (laughs) because like so many of the love scenes like that, it's like we're expected to believe they just automatically fell in like in love with each other that quickly. And watching it now, I'm like, what? I mean, honestly, (laughs) was it that serious though? I feel like they, you know what I'm saying, aren't seeing a lot of adolescents. Because remember in the first episode That's when true. I first watched it, I didn't realize that their water nation was literally like five people. Right. And like, so there was no one for them to really date back home. They've been on the road or I guess on the sky. And mm-hmm. like you see someone your own age, it's like when you see someone your own age at the airport and you think that the chemistry is much larger than it is. Is that what you be thinking? Didn't you see that tweet today that someone tweeted about that? And I saw that like, tweet about them one. girls fighting in the airport. No, that's that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, that's what it. happens to me at the airport. That's it. <laughs> I've never had that happen to me at the airport. But basically, I, I buy it. I buy that they are falling in love with all these like attractive people their age that they're mm-hmm. seeing. But I didn't get why she had to keep running away like yeah. she doesn't know how to process her emotions that's why <laughs> that's what it is i was just like and then you see the guy that she's supposed to marry and i was like that nigga can just die i was really hoping that he would die and then he did <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was horrible <laughs> i i love that he was like the most like like the most minuscule death of the entire thing like it was a pun that he died because he just like fell off the we'll get to it but i love that his entire death in existence was a joke um which is what i was hoping for i like but, how in the show like when they yeah, introduce somebody that's literally just a horrible person they have the voice actors like you can tell just by his voice that he was just the worst person ever like just the way he talks He's like, yeah, I just think that she's just, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, we're going for frat boy here. We're going for white college frat boy. Yes, Brad, Chad. (laughs) Yes. Ethan Detweiler. That was his name. (laughs) Was that his real name? No. No. What was his actual name? I can't remember. I'm so bad with his name. I didn't even bother to write it down. Gosh, it's going to bother me. Shoot, I'm still tripping over the fact that uh, Commander Zhao is someone from Harry Potter. That, to this day, is freaking me out. But <sighs> they're in love or whatever, but she's supposed to get married, and so it can't happen, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways, 
Aang and Katara are still dealing with this whole waterbending thing. And so Aang, after Sokka talks about that great idea, which I was like, why doesn't he teach her later? Like, they're going to be back in the air, like, flying over water again. Like, Mm -hmm. why doesn't she just wait until they're camped out somewhere? Which is what I thought was going to happen. But no, they're impulsive. So they get up in the middle of the night and... Aang decides to teach Katara some of the things that he learned that day. And Paku pulls up and was like, you disrespected me. You disrespected our culture. You disrespected our traditions. How fucking dare you? You're on your own. Like, I'm not doing this shit anymore. And so obviously they can't have that because Aang still has to master waterbending. And so they pull up to, I guess it's like the like council for the waterbending tribe like elders i'm assuming that's who that was yeah something like that i like looked expectantly and y'all were both like i guess looking at your notes (laughs) but um i was just like oh party of one but yeah they they pull up on the elders and they were like please like we need your help we need it Mm -hmm. so bad and one of the old guys was like, what if you, like, apologize to him? And Katara at first was like, fine, like, I guess I'll apologize. And then the old guy was like, yeah, little girl, apologize to me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and Katara lost it, like, off rip. She was like, I, no, girl, fuck you. I'm not doing that. And then she was like, she literally had a catch me outside. How about that moment? She was like, I will be outside. I'm ready to pop the trunk. Right. And if pop you are trunk. also ready to pop the trunk, get the gat. bring that ass outside. Get the gat, get the gat, get the gat. And so she's waiting outside, posted up. And Paku comes out and she was like, you going to fight me? And he was like, oh, it's not even worth fighting you. I don't fight women. They suck. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts to walk away. And Katara, in an ultimate boss move, smacks right. that nigga in the back of the head with some water. Mm-hmm. And that, yep, that was good. That was good shit. Um, and so after that, he was like, fine i'm gonna fight you and so they start fighting and it's super epic another yeah, epic battle just to, it was short yeah. too because i know you talked about the long fight scenes yeah it definitely wasn't one of the the fight scenes for these didn't feel as drawn out because even the next few episodes they had longer fight scenes but i think they were broken up more I don't know. I didn't feel like I was zoning out as much as I was in other episodes. I did zone out a little bit when uh, General Zhao, Zhao and uh, Zuko were fighting Commander for a little Zhao. bit. Commander, Commander Zhao. What did I say? General, General Zhao. Zhao. Com- oh. <laughs> at, at least they didn't say admirable. Yes. I would never say that. Only a fool would do that. It clearly says <laughs> admiral <laughs> <laughs> but that was the only fight scene that felt kind of well, long, I mean, only because like the whole episode was a fight scene so it well i mean really like when you think about it i think it was important for the writers just to and the folks who made the show just to show ang's fighting style early on just so like when we get to more stuff it doesn't seem like 
you know, it's more drawn out because we know how Aang fights, you know, and I feel like the, the purpose of it being long was to show like that he's much more, you know, on the defensive. He doesn't like to hurt people. Yeah. He likes to be like, you know, you know, I'm just going to use your energy against you type of person. And we understand that now. So it's like no reason for us um, or any other character to show like, you know, how complex and what goes on in their head when they're fighting. So I think that was smart of them to show us that early on. So when we get down the road, it doesn't seem like, oh, gosh, here comes another fight scene. Here comes another, you know, part in the Medea play where everybody's singing. We just have to fast forward. So I think that was smart. Yeah, I think I think one of the most visually stunning things of the show are the fight scenes. And I think I don't dislike them for having those fight scenes earlier on like the water tribe fighting not the water tribe the earthbenders uh fighting on that ship like even oh, though man. i think i probably said that it was long like i think that it's really interesting to see examples of all the things that people can do like i feel like a lot mm-hmm. of those fight scenes are like look at what we can do wow like how people say that y'all probably won't think this but like how people say that the first two harry potter movies are kind of like looking around and saying wow look at the wizarding world look at magic wow like that's kind of how i felt watching those fight scenes a little bit but especially these last three episodes these fight scenes were dope i really fucked with them but also i didn't realize that katara could do all that shit like Mm -hmm. i feel like i don't know if she was just in the lab and we didn't see all of those times that she was in the lab because I guess we don't see every minute of their travels. But I did not expect her to whip out all that shit. Like, was that... Did y'all expect that? It felt like it came out of nowhere to me. I mean, I really feel like that she's a natural anyways. That, you know, she's been really gifted because she taught herself how to water bend. But like I, like I said in the previous episodes that when her emotions are attached to her water bending, I feel like she's much more capable of doing more complex forms of bending so it wasn't a surprise to me that like she was able to do all the things but I mean she eventually lost the fight but not before her necklace came off and they were like oh again well, where did you <laughs> yeah she needs to save her back her neck or something <laughs> like she need to get a cuban link and put that pendant on there. <laughs> listen don't even get me started on the cuban links okay don't even get me started. You already don't have Phil. Look, all I'm all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, she just needs to get a new chain at that point. I don't exactly. know how that necklace has it was broken and then Aang caught it with his foot as if it wasn't broken and then now it's broken again and now she probably gonna snap that shit back up. Like, how is the clasp still there? Like, is it a tie? Like, does she... I... It, it frustrates me. She should have just left that at home. She, <laughs> <laughs> because she just loses it too much. If I was her mom, I'd be like, no, you know you Give can't take this out of the house. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Her... Oh. If I was her... Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. her grandmother i would be like guitar wow. you know that you can't take this out the house because you lose it too much <laughs> and i would have told her to leave it um but moving on <laughs> uh paku finds the necklace and he's like you know i remember i made this and i gave it to um Grand Grand, and that's how we figure out that Paku and Grand Grand used to date. <laughs> um, so oh, that was that really was good. funny to me. That was funny to me. <laughs> um, I'm mad that I truly also forgot because these are the first 
chunk of episodes where she didn't bring it up. Did you notice that? I made a note of that. I was like, this is the first time that maybe because there was so much other shit going on that she didn't have time to slide that in there (laughs) or she wasn't trying to bond with somebody this episode and so she didn't bring it up. But I was like, I, yeah, I even forgot when you just brought it up. But I think that (laughs) to speak on the fight scene a little bit more, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a huge leap from that episode where she's showing Aang all of her tricks and it's literally three different things. And so I don't know if she was just like ad-libbing or improv pulling like a yes and type of ordeal, but that shit was dope. Um, but yes, Paku realizes that that's <laughs> his ex fiance's pendants. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't shit for that. But I forgot. Time out. <laughs> You're going to time out for that one. And I'm glad it's not me this time. But basically, he was like, You are dope as hell. You really killed that shit. Like, I won, but you are really a dope ass. <laughs> you messed her hair all up. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I'm not done. He was like, You're done. <laughs> We're finished here. <laughs> <laughs> hair looking rough and she was like give me back my necklace he was like no i know who this is but basically he was like you're better than most of the people i've seen here so might as well have you train with us and so he automatically has a change of heart about the tradition and all of that he yes, said Fuck before he said get back in the kitchen <laughs> glad he had a change of heart go ahead and make me my supper but basically they start training and she basically is whooping ass at this training. Like Aang, he makes a point to point out that uh, her like passion and determination for training by the end of it is honestly better than just having the raw talent Mm -hmm. uh, that Aang has without the focus or the drive to get it done. But before that even happens, like the, I guess the end of this episode, we also see some very disturbing stuff. So, you know, with uh, Commander Zhao, he's mm. plotting against... <gasps> this know, is that he, episode! <sighs> they yeah. tried to kill my nigga. They so, tried to kill my man. <laughs> yeah, earlier in the episode, he, like, <sighs> is in the in the room, like, in Zuko's room. And he, like, walks <laughs> and he sees the swords up on the wall. And, and realizes he, he's that like, he's oh. the blue spirit. He caught oh. that shit so fast. Like, I he would not have even remembered that. Because I, he probably was looking, maybe he had, like, an assumption already of who it was. Because I feel like it would make sense for it to be Zuko, right? Um, but when he looked at it, I was like, what does that mean? Like, why? And then as soon as they did the flashbacks, I was like, oh. Yeah. Good callback. Shit. And so... He automatically knows that old boy freed the Avatar, but he doesn't actually tell him full outright that he knows. But he was like, didn't know you were good at sword fighting, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> and Zuko was like, I'm not, da-da-da-da-da, but like, they're, they're antiques. antiques yeah. yeah, they're just fancy. I got them off Etsy. And he walks out and he finds those punk rock pirates that they had in the earlier episode that they had a run in with mm-hmm. who look like a fun bunch. Every time I like 
I try and pay attention to each of the pirates, and they always have like dyed hair. And like, <laughs> one of them, I think, is wearing lipstick because he's got like these like really pink lips, and it's like they just seem like a fun time. I mean, they'll probably kill you, but the show they will. Seem like they have a great, great time at Warp <laughs> Tour or something. <laughs> like, but yeah, they be larping. Exactly, all of it. But they are basically contracted in um, to blow the fucking ship up and so Iroh at first was like hey Zuko let's go on a walk and he was like oh I guess you just want to be teenage angsty and stay in your room right and he was like yeah and so Iroh was like all right I'm gonna head out let me know if you need anything and Zuko is just chilling in bed and he hears like a stray noise or some shit. I would have been scared. <laughs> I would have been terrified. Like, I was like, how does he sleep peacefully on this ship with no one on it? I would not have been able to do that shit. But I guess if you don't have a choice, you're going to sleep at some no. point. But as soon as he heard that noise, I was like, I would have had to leave. <laughs> like, I would have found Iroh so fast. But he goes out and right before the ship blows up he sees that creepy ass parrot looking hybrid thingy yes whatever that monster looking thing is and that shot of him realizing what's about to happen was i like that i like the way they like did that zoom in shot of his face just being like oh shit and the whole shit blows up he gets another huge ass fucking burn on his face which i don't know why everyone's obsessed with burning his face but i guess that's just how it works out and he's like blown out of the fucking ship and basically iroh this is in that same episode right iroh yeah. well um, actually it's the the next one where they like talk about it you like, like reconnect but the assumption at the, the end, synopsis it has it on this episode the su- assumption that's... at the end of this episode is that Zuko yeah. is dead mm. that's right yeah Wikipedia is wrong someone should tell them no this but... one they it, it shows him bringing him on board as oh, a yeah. Fire Nation soldier okay okay yeah but by the end of that shot oh, it is the assumption that he's dead but when they're about to go attack the Northern Water Tribe, he's dressed up as, mm-hmm. you know, Man Ray. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, how's everything going? And as the Diablo toys from Kim <laughs> Yeah. I think I only noticed him at the, um, when he was the El Diablo toy. That's the first time that I noticed that he wasn't dead. Obviously, I knew that he wasn't dead, but... I didn't I see know, him man. pull him on there. Um, but I just remember the scene of Ira looking at the ship and being like, oh, Zuko. My son. Um, my son. Was that this episode when he said that? I think I put that for episode 19 because I put what a cute yeah. unexpected moment between them where he was talking about, episode I love 19. you like your son. Like you're my son. I thought that, that was so, uh, my heart, my poor little Grinch heart. Swelled up three times when I saw that. It was nice. <laughs> you need to go to the hospital get that checked out. Somebody told me that if I was a doctor, I'd be like, mm, that doesn't sound right. You want a transplant? Sounds like you capping, but yeah. Want to move on to uh, anything else to add for 18? Yeah, Faith, do you have anything to add? Um, no, not for this one. I just. Is that dandy? It is. 
She's We've got a whole lot of pets on the podcast today. <laughs> trying to keep them calm. You know, they just don't give a fuck about us. They, uh, they don't. They run our life. Um, they said, hmm, is that podcast paying your bills yet? No? Right. Well, then, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, right. You're going to deal with it, and you're going to be happy about it. <laughs> Well then, episode 19, The Siege of the North, part one. And so, basically, because I think at the end of the last episode is when they see... No, we just see the shot of all the fleet coming in, which was terrifying. Yeah. Um, And then in this episode, they see, like, soot in the snow, mm-hmm. and Sokka immediately... And everyone, for the most part, but Sokka especially was like, I know exactly what the fuck this is. Traumatizing. Right. He was like, this is exactly what happened before they raided our shit. And everyone's trying to get prepared, figure out how they're going to get through. Uh, And while that's happening, Sokka decides to pull an Aladdin moment with old girl and was like, I will show you the world. (laughs) (laughs) On top of Appa. But he takes her up there and he was like, yeah, we do this all the time. This is how I felt about all the men. (laughs) 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 This is really the voice that I hear them in is like, yeah, we do this all the time. This is the view. But she's like, wow, this is beautiful. And then they're about to make out again for the second time. And then immediately make out well because they made out before didn't they because she kissed him they kissed earlier yeah Yeah. in the in the before she told him that she was engaged right oh yeah because then she was like because remember she just had entanglement that's pretty much what it was cut the cameras (laughs) dead ass corbin so we now know that ua is a virgo Corbin. <laughs> that <laughs> I wish I wish I could see us right now. <laughs> Just wanted y'all uh, to know that. You know what? Um I don't know. You know, this is a great time to end the from an Seems like a lot of non-Virgos got a lot of shit to say today. No, I'm just kidding. Corbin be the biggest Virgo ally. Right. So I shouldn't exactly. push, push her away. I think Corbin is the only Virgo ally that's not a Virgo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, listen, listen, who you got? You got Ludacris, Beyonce, <clears throat> Kiki Palmer. Zendaya. Zendaya's a Virgo as well. <laughs> Shout out to you, Corey. <laughs> I enjoy her. Um, is she canceled? What did I miss? (laughs) I don't like these looks that y'all are giving me. Stop staring at me blankly through the Zoom and spooking me out. Ugh, I feel like I'm on that Unfriended movie. Like, I'm about to blend up my arm. (laughs) (laughs) Spoilers for uh, Unfriended. Spoilers for Unfriended. (laughs) Everyone dies. (laughs) That's the spoiler. But... Basically, what what the fuck? We, are we okay, talking about? Oh, Ryan how she? Papa. They're in an entanglement, right? I yes. forgot. Entanglement. Yes, he is August. Entangled. And <laughs> listen, Saka is August. <laughs> That's true. Uh, that is true. 
So if I identify most with Sokka, does that mean that I am also August? No. <laughs> Who do y'all identify most with on the show? Like, if there's oh, someone Lord. who every we time... We're not going to get into this. <laughs> I, no, no, let, me, let me preface. Like, because with Sokka, it's always something that I'm thinking. And then when he says it, I'm like, yeah, I totally agree with you. That's a good point. Why is no one else saying that? So is there someone else on the show that y'all feel like would be like your surrogate for the show? Like, every time they be talking, they be like, oh, shit, this nigga spitting. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. I'm, I don't know. Every time Appa, like, says something, I get some chills. Remember that episode when they were sick? And Sokka was like, wow, Appa, you're so funny. And Appa said, girl, <laughs> Appa's me. It was quite profound. <laughs> So let me let me clarify a, a speaking character that's it's always gonna in be English <laughs> that doesn't need <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> what about you, Faith? If you had to pick one person to speak for you, who would it be? You know, um, as much as I hate to admit it, oh. Katara is probably the one that I am most like, even though I hate to admit that. Just just based on, I think just based on the fact, like, I know she's not the older sibling, but she, might she, she like, kind of takes on that role. And then she's just, like, always worried about shit. And, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I just, I just identify... <laughs> I feel that. I don't get older sibling vibes from her. I get combative sister vibes of like always pushing back regardless, like whether or not it's actually a smart move. Like she's going to push back on whatever the fuck Sokka says. But I feel like Sokka puts her first mm-hmm. in a elderly sibling way in a way that Katara doesn't for him. Hmm. I just feel like when it comes in time to take care of stuff, yeah, is yeah. not the first person that would come to mind. Like, mm-hmm. if I were a parent, yeah, and I had all this money, whatever, and I said, I need somebody to take care of my will before <laughs> I die, that person would be Katara, it wouldn't be Sokka. I, you know what? I'll take that because I did tweet the other day. I was like, don't come to me if it's like, if you need to rely on me for shit. Because I was like, I'm not the most reliable person. Like, don't. Cause then I'm not gonna do it, and then we're both gonna be sad about it. Like you, I won't get whatever you needed done, and then I'll feel bad that I didn't do it, and you'll be mad that you asked me. So to be honest, yeah, that's probably that's probably a fair assessment. What about you, Corbin? Not Appa or Momo. <laughs> I feel like this is oppressive. How are you gonna tell me what I can't be? <laughs> <laughs> because we know that if you could be any character, it would be Appa. But it would be. If a character could speak for I you. I feel like Appa is also a Virgo. But he told you that? Yes. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the power of telepathy. <laughs> um, maybe Iroh, because I feel like me personally, like I'm a very caring person, but I'm also like someone who's silly and, you know... Just giving off these philosophical type things sometimes, like, but at the same time, like, I'm very loving and caring. Humble. And, huh? 
I said humble. <laughs> Listen, if I if I wanted someone, it would definitely be Iro. Like this episode and so many others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I was gonna say, like, I hope to some like at some point to be more like him because he's a very like sit back and just like let things unfold and like but he always knows like when to step in yeah and and he kind of always has this intuition about like how things are gonna happen whereas like Katara I feel like I identify with her a lot because she's just like no this is the way things should be like this is what we need to do and she's like very sure of it and then she's like shocked when it doesn't happen the way that she wants it to but I feel like he's very like okay you know this is this is gonna unfold like this and I'll step in like well maybe and, a mixture and, of Katara and Iro then because I identify with both mm-hmm Mm. well that was fun thanks <laughs> i didn't have a way to wrap that up but thanks for indulging me guys. wrap it up then wrap it up then so where the fuck were um, we wait so we were we were when they were riding on appa now did this episode um start out with like katara doing waterbending i yes. asked that because mm-hmm. my very first note <laughs> Is Katara fucking these waterbenders up? Like, <laughs> and all the men were sitting there hurt too. Right? Like, they were like, "Does anyone want to fight with Katara again?" And they were like, "No, absolutely, I not. can't." Okay, that's what that's what it was. She was like battling all of them, and I think Aang is like sitting in the corner, like, and they use yeah. that like funny music. Like, <laughs> that's when he was like, "Raw talent doesn't get you as far as the work that you're putting yeah. in." And he was like, "You're the. This is the most progress I've seen in so fucking long, which is really cool. I'm glad that we get to finally see like, because I know everyone outside of this podcast has been mad at me that I wasn't Team Katara or whatever, <laughs> whatever that would be called, um, a Katara stan. But I feel like now we're finally getting to the point of like the rise of Katara because I think she's one getting a place to like properly maybe fuel her energy a little bit more mm-hmm. versus like when she was trying to fuel her like passion and like because she's a very passionate person like her and Zuko are very passionate characters who want to get yeah. like they want to get moving on shit um but she was getting so frustrated and irritating and all of the things um and jealous and ugh. yeah but now I she can actually episodes. like do something with it mm-hmm. which is cool I love that they're focused like more on uh, Katara, Sokka, and the Water Tribe, and like we get to see the story of and like that connection between um, Katara, Sokka, and like Grand Grand storylines. Because even with like that, I don't know if any of y'all like thought about this, but in the previous episode when. Um, Yue tells Sokka she's engaged and immediately like I thought of and and she like I guess doesn't like that custom that she has to like go through the arranged marriage to somebody that she's not really into um and that's why Grand Grand left and I was kind of like oh that's kind of like you know a connection there both of them did that so I always wonder like you know if things didn't pan out the way that they did if she would have left the northern water tribe like 
to be to with be Sokka. Oh. Like really, they sh- they need to give us the alternate ending. Cause I wanted it for him so bad. Yeah. Like, I, I and I know we're not up to that yet, but <laughs> I yeah. just had to say that. Like I didn't <laughs> love her a lot. Um, I didn't really have anything wrong with her except for that running away shit. But when <laughs> they just to skip really ahead, but when they kiss it as she like has yeah. already transitioned, like that got me. I was like, that is so yeah. sad but also like so tragically beautiful or whatever um mm-hmm. but i was like that's how that ends like i was like his last kiss is someone who's a fucking like moon spirit <laughs> like i just uh what a way to end a season but we talked about their yeah, on scene yeah. we talked about the water bending and her whooping everybody's ass yeah so um, they see the soot falling from the sky mm-hmm. like when they're up there and at and this point ang realizes that you know it's time for him to kind of like lean on the spirits to figure out how to beat the the fire nation because once that soot starts coming they realize yeah. there's too many of these fire nation folks coming and you know we have to do more to and defeat they- them and they still didn't even realize how many there were. Yeah, there's still a lot like, of them. Cause he like when they started fighting initially, and then he pulls up and he looks out and he was like, "Oh shit!" Like that is a massive amount. But I also liked that this was also Aang intentionally stepping into the conflict because isn't this when he was talking about I wasn't there when the Fire Nation came for the Airbenders. And so I want to yeah. be here and fight for this. Yeah. Um, and Sokka also decides to take a risk in this episode. I think I think it's this episode, and he yeah. decides to to fight, fight with yeah mm-hmm. fight with them to be a warrior for the Northern Water Tribe. Yeah, <sighs> beautiful, and, beautiful. And stuff. he has to work with Han. That's what his name is, Han. <laughs> it's always Han. Hans. Hans Han Solo. Yes. Han Zimmer. <laughs> Shout out to the soundtrack of, uh, what did Hans Hans Zimmer do? Lion King, Batman, Inception. Y'all don't know Hans Zimmer? Never mind. So. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very specific cut, though. Never mind. Um, But uh, basically, they, yeah. Do you actually want to talk about the spirit world a little bit more, Corbin? About Aang's story with that? Yeah, so, I mean, we cut back and forth to see Zuko, you know, going back and forth with Han um, because Han is terrible. But meanwhile, you know, Katara, uh, Yue, and Aang go and try to find, like, this spirit world that they have that's really sacred in the Northern Water Tribe. And it's, like, this really warm, grassy area with the far, with the, wow, a waterfall. I don't know what I was going to say, but, you know... Yeah, so he was just like, this feels like I'm supposed to be here. It's really tranquil. And he sees, like, these two black and white fish. And, wow. That was dope. Was it? <laughs> For listeners at home. Uh, <laughs> let me let me take a hit. I be... Of my vape? Yes. <laughs> you want yes. I'm currently uh, drinking a Stella Artois. And uh, vaping, <laughs> as I do for all of the podcast episodes. And then I have to edit it out uh, in post so that y'all don't hear me uh, 
inhaling and exhaling into the mic. I, I also just remembered um, I probably have like three or four shots to take of Fireball. Um, oh, because we've said it. Google we've some said fire it a lot puns. of times. Yeah, fire puns. Did we make any? No, I I, I, I thought today. the game was anytime we said fire nation. Or anything with the water <laughs> we would die. tribe, we would have a I shot probably would die. I, I think it was a, a risk specifically I'm willing to take. puns. I think it was oh, okay. because I kept making puns in one of the first episodes. And I think Whoa. I also might have put it wrong on the episode list like i think i said in the first episode we bring up the drinking game but i think it's the second look i'm sure you're right i'm just getting looking for an excuse to drink fireball that's it few (laughs) i found um i found a list of fire oh no it's really bad Y'all, I'm the type to laugh at dad jokes because they're just so bad. So, um, here's a couple. Oh few my God. and <laughs> few and fire between. Boom, boom, <laughs> All right, so we go and we're in the spirit world, and um, so fire, so good. <laughs> I'm sweating. It's hot in here. Is anyone else hot? Oh, why is that? Is it because of the fire? Uh, Take a shot. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one. We made it. See, I just had to prompt our brains a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I just had to give us a little bit of fireball. (laughs) Faith actually pulled out Well, Danny's like, what's going on here? (laughs) Just give me a sip. I'll make sure to have that audio as like, you know how rappers have them making some lean and shaking it up and lighting a lighting a blunt in the beginning of the episode. (laughs) Yes. It'll just be take a shot and then the noise of the We gotta get um, a lighter. Anybody have a lighter? Taking this shot. I do have a lighter. Uh next time we start the episode, we gotta do like the lighter flicker, because that's how you know like it's about to be some gas. Like the episode is about to slap. Hold on. Is it gonna pick up on the audio? Yeah. (laughs) I heard it. I lit that shit hard as hell. You gotta do it a couple times. It's like They always gotta like who is it that does the the burp? You gotta shake the ice. Shake the ice. Like, and then somebody burps, and then oh, or shit. coughs or something like that. This shit's strong as hell. I think oh. it's Young Nudie that does that. I feel like I'm thinking of like a like a not Young Dolph. Young is Nudie. it Gucci who starts a song Gucci like doesn't that? Do that? Maybe it's Wayne. Awesome. I know Wayne does it for sure. Wayne definitely does it. Who am I thinking of? It's gonna bug me. I'm gonna put it in the the description when I figure out who it is. But is it future? It might be future. I feel like that's a given with future though. I feel like that's a that's a, like a that's the free space on the bingo card. Like he's gonna do that regardless. He's gonna do all the things. <laughs> he does that before he brushes his teeth in the morning. Just drinks a couple lean. Like you know when Kesha was like. You brush your teeth with like a bottle of Jack or something. I feel like Future does that with a bottle of lean. (laughs) There you go. Who needs Listerine when you have lean? Sponsorship opportunity. But Aang goes into the spirit world. He gets in there and he meets that monkey dude. Um, Mm -hmm. That like Rafiki type 
dude. Well, that's after Who he talks that? to Avatar Roku about, you well, know, trying sees, to find this he person. He sees the monkey guy first, because as oh, soon yeah, as he yeah. goes in there, the monkey guy was like, shoo, get the fuck out of here. And he was like, here, follow that light. And Aang was like, okay. <laughs> and runs after it. But do we know who that that guy is? Is that I think avatar he's just that I part of yet? the spirit world. Yeah, I don't think oh, he's gotcha. an avatar. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, am I supposed to remember who this is? Well, but... that somebody. See, I got to include that in the intro, too. Hope oh. that picked up on the mic of the police sirens. <laughs> this is a much more hardcore podcast. Than exactly. <laughs> this explicit avatar podcast where we say the N-word, uh, Sipling vape. Yes, and, I just uh, want to reconfirm that we are all black. Um, so <laughs> just want folks to know, just to preface. But this is the part of the podcast where where we talk about abolition. Um, <laughs> siren plays in the background. That's true. That's right. Oh, I should have had fuck the police like queued up on the computer just in case. <laughs> But he goes and he sees Avatar Roku TV yet again. And Roku TV tells him, oh, he does his like Mufasa voice in the sky again. And he was like, oh, you got to find the the moon and the sun spirit gave up their immortality to go back to Earth because they've been here for a long ass fucking time. And Aang obviously realizes that it's those yin and yang koi fish. And the only one that's left is this terrifying <laughs> centipede Arya Stark like face y'all haven't watched Game of Thrones god damn it <laughs> like, we've never seen it <laughs> there's so basically there's a plot in Game of Thrones where one of the Starks like basically learns how to change faces I never understood that plot it's my least favorite plot in uh in what's it called game of thrones uh but that's basically exactly what he was doing was like stealing people's faces so i wonder if they stole that but oh was this where that that's happens? like a common thing yeah that was horrible that was, i think that out of was... all the things in the show to be honest that was the most terrifying thing i mean mm. i know in season two like they have that scene you know which one i'm talking about when they're in the desert and they go in the library oh fuck, the library yeah. in the desert what you gotta read in the desert anyways but this episode yeah that was horrible because it's like you know he tells him he's like listen this this dude's dangerous like if you make a face he's going to take your face and put it on his face so it made me think of like the uh that game you play with kids like i got your nose (laughs) (laughs) have you seen robots where he took his nose he's like oh my nose I have not seen robots, unfortunately. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was Jimmy Neutron. Where he had that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good reference. That's a good plug. But yeah, he was like, don't make a face. And Aang does a pretty good job, except for when I made he realizes that uh, the koi fish are the spirits. And he was like, oh, shit. I know them guys. Like, I know them. And... But he quickly fixes his face, which is good. Um, Because obviously, I've seen pictures of future seasons, so I assume that he wasn't going to get his face snatched off. Um, But. So, do you think you would have been able to not have your face snatched? 
You would have got your face snatched. I, I know you would have. I don't have a fa- I don't have a poker face at all. It's really bad. At all times. And I wish I was better at it, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Corbin's seen me on panels. <laughs> I was I wasn't I gonna can't. say it, but you know, I just remember this one time I Quick was, story time. We yes. did like a song for tangents, like uh, uh d- d- f- Yes. That what's a song with story in it? <laughs> Now this is a story. Oh, yeah. well, hi. Oh, I was thinking, uh, this is the story of a girl, two totally different genres, but we should probably stick with that one to stick with the black theme of this podcast. <laughs> Come on, black theme. <laughs> Listen, we're all also wearing black. Everyone on the show is wearing black. We, it was not we planned. We should actually take like a picture. I'll blur out Faith's face because Faith is from the void and uh, wants to remain anonymous. But <laughs> we should uh, take like a screenshot that Corbin has. Me and Corbin both have mics, as y'all can probably tell from the audio quality. Both the mics are black. I got on a black cap. Corbin's got on black headphones. We all got on black shirts. We got black phones. I have black loopies black, on my glasses. Black glasses. Glasses are both black. Very Katara esque with the loopies. And it's just, oh, I you know, it's just beautiful see to see. Mm-hmm. The Zoom background is black, you know what I'm saying? It's is beautiful. it? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, like the border or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know we what I'm saying? It. When the stars align. But um, this is a story all about how... Yeah, so <laughs> I was in Raleigh one time, and uh, Avery was on a panel, and... Uh, you know, I was just watching being a supportive wife from the background, just watching and we're not actually dating for people at home. <laughs> Anyways. If that's not clear. But we, we are so you're not claiming. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So we're just I guess I might be August Alcina because <laughs> you always be doing that shit. Anyways. See, I don't yes, even want to tell continue. the story no more. No, I'll tell it. You want no. me to? We're going to move on. You don't hurt oh. my feelings. We're going to move on. So, yeah. I feel like we should finish <laughs> the story. So, basically, I was on this panel, and someone had warned me about this. The one that signed me up for the panel had warned me about it. It was basically I this, like, this generational panel. Podcast. She ain't going to listen to this. <laughs> it was this generational panel, and I'm, like, a like young millennial, like, old gen z cusp baby so they put me as like the gen z representative um which i don't know if i did a good job at that but and they had someone from each generation like increasing in age and this black woman who i think was a boomer or she was gen x i think no Um, she was a boomer was she okay yeah because there was out she seemed like she was older than my mom and my mom that lady with the um the pixie cut she was the Gen Xer. Oh, that's right. That is right. They yep. kept looking at and the your white phone. guy was the millennial. <laughs> yep. Um, but um, where was I going with it? Oh, she was talking about her political career, this black woman. She was talking about her political career. And then she looks over at the moderator and was like, oh, can I get political real quick? Like, am I allowed to say something like that? And I was sitting there, you know what I'm saying? front of this small group of people but a group nonetheless just thinking oh she's probably gonna say i ran as this democratic candidate and i mean you know i'm saying abolish the parties but like you know i assumed it was like i ran as like a democratic candidate in the 60s or 70 whatever the fuck she was from but 
she he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you can get political. Yeah. And she looks back and with her whole chest says, yes, I was the first black woman to run as a Republican candidate in my whatever the fuck county. And <laughs> I think I was looking at the person next to me and was smiling or like and then whipped my at head me. around and my face just like dropped. Like there's never been anything more dramatic that I've ever done in my entire life than how quickly my neck snapped around to stare at this woman with this deadpan face. Fuck her. Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> if you're listening, fuck you. And whatever it is that you told me after that panel about me inspiring you or whatever. <laughs> I hope Jesus. I didn't. I hope you tripped today. <laughs> I hope you're having an awful day today. Oh my gosh. I hope you super get stuck. Virgos is wild in. <laughs> See me I hope just the hairstylist sweet and kind Aries. Um, just moving right along. But yes. Um... And I think this <laughs> is where we actually see that scene between Zuko and Iroh is that epi- is this episode because we mm-hmm. see them walking past and that shit was slick. Iroh was just like, yo, you got a plan? Like, you good? I'm here. I wasn't going to let you board this like ship by yourself, which is why I think that they didn't plan it ahead of time. I don't know. I was confused. But he was like, I wasn't going to leave you here stranded. I got you. I can cover you. But you have this long to do X, Y, and Z. And Zuko's face is toe up. Like, it is torn the fuck up. And he was like, I got this. Thank you. Um, and it was just cute. I liked I liked all of their scenes in these, like, in 18 and 19, where he was like, you're like a son to me. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. And Zuko just, like, looks back at him, and it was just... Oh. And I think this is the first episode where they mention Iroh's son. Yeah. It definitely is, because I didn't and, know what the and, fuck he was talking yeah. about. Which is cute. How do you feel about their uh, dynamic in this, Corbin? I know you're an Iroh stan. I mean, I always knew that Zuko was very protective anyways over... Or Iroh was protective over Zuko. So, you know, it wasn't surprising to me that when the ship got bombed, that, you know, of course Iroh would feel away. In the most drastic way, too. My job yeah. literally dropped. <laughs> You know, like, it was just really, um, it was really good to see, like, Iroh just continuously being this protector over Zuko, even though that Commander Zhao does does not know that Zuko is, uh, is alive. So, you know, I was going to say something else about, uh, their dynamic, but yeah, it was, it was really sweet to see because God knows, I, I feel like throughout the seasons anyways like especially in season two we can see how their relationship kind of fluctuates and Mm -hmm. you know why it's important for um for Iroh to be there but they also talk about like his failed mission Ba Sing Se which is another um you know comment about Ba Sing Se and how you know hopefully Zhao doesn't go through the same thing in the northern water but Northern Water Tribe. Admiral Zhao, Northern Water Tribe. There we go. There you go. Say that shit five times fast. How about you do it? (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been practicing. (laughs) Um, But also, this is the first uh, episode where we hear 
Zuko talk about his sister. Because, you know, when Aang is in the spirit world, Zuko finds him because he's like, you know, looking for Aang. He goes off of the boat, looks for Aang, finds Aang somehow, and basically, you know, beats Katara. I don't know where Yue was. I think because Sokka, because at that point, I think he had told Sokka that his job was to protect her. And so I also didn't notice when they left either, but they came back on Appa. So I guess Sokka was like, giddy up, let's get the fuck out. Yep, yep. Um, yep, yep. Giddy, yep, yep. And uh, no? Okay. Not going to stick? All right. Well, but yeah, then they come back and she was whooping his ass until, because they really emphasized uh the kind of the growth strength the dynamics well the growth but also the strength uh the shift in strength between when the moon is up and when it's not yeah between the two elements because she was like whooping his ass and then as soon as the moon went down and the sun came up he whooped her ass and grabbed ang and dipped and that's literally the end of the episode which is had I been watching this for the first time, I would have been stressed. Yeah. But, but he eventually, you know, beats Katara and snatches Aang by, like, the back of his shirt and drags him into the mm-hmm. blizzard. And oh, he's yes. not really able to do much because it's so cold. So they have to go into a cave. And after yeah. that, he starts he was, talking to himself. He was literally frozen this entire episode because when he gets off the ship, he's like swimming underwater like multiple times like half of the episode is him swimming underwater and in freezing cold temperatures and just struggling and love the move when he like couldn't break through the ice or whatever and he just like burns through it or whatever Mm -hmm. but any final thoughts on this one before we move to the last episode well i mean Um, like i was saying like this is the first time when we hear about um azula and if you think if if you think that Zuko is a complex character, mm-hmm. Lord have mercy. So yeah, it's just the the jealousy that he has about you know her and family and stuff like that, and just him venting. Um, he like ties Aang up, but also there's a a note at the end of the show where the gang goes to look for Aang. So. Call him the gang with uh, two A's because yeah, I want to. I really do want to talk about that line that he has about uh, what his dad said about him and Azula. But that's the next episode, so I'm gonna wait. I'll postpone for two seconds. Faith, do you have anything to add to this episode? Um, yeah. Um, just real quick, I feel like because we're also seeing more of the dynamic between Iroh and Zuko, and I know it comes up ag- again later on, like how Zuko will go through you know will try to capture ang but then doesn't think ahead like he'll come up with these plans but then never like thinks ahead like what do i do next which is why he got caught in this blizzard and you know later on we we see like kind of how how that shifts also and yeah maybe not always for the best but yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was thinking that Iroh would pull through or something. Because um, I also didn't realize, I didn't know what his plan was when they left. Like, Yeah, because, yeah. 
Because I know that that's something Iroh tells him. Mm -hmm. Iroh tells him that later, you know, like, basically, you don't don't plan ahead. So, and we've Mm kind of seen that happen even before this, but yeah. So we're kind of Mm -hmm. seeing how all of that works out. Seeing all of his faults. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. (laughs) So... Da, 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 da. We are at episode 20, The Siege of the North, part two, King of the North. Another Game of Thrones reference. So, I thought you were talking about Drake. No. I was going to say, you said the yellow bone thought. Is that what you said? Is that I, what you called him? My time here is done. <laughs> I just, I I do want it. <laughs> Never mind. And this is probably dating exactly the day that we recorded this. I just want to uplift uh, the tweet that said. Leave <laughs> him alone. <laughs> that said that his tattoos look like a Zoom meeting. <laughs> mm so oh, I just realized something and Go ahead. so I didn't rewatch these again before doing this um I think it's this episode that we learn of Ko the face dealer mm-hmm. oh is that that's the dude's name oh, we talked about right. it for we talked about it for the last one so I just wanted to like make that clear for the listeners because I think that these episodes, because I realized... Um, they kind of just, like, run into each other. Especially 19. 19 felt like a... Almost like a filler episode, but not really. I think 19 felt like it was supposed to just be split instead of having the mm-hmm. part one and part two. But I know that that's a lot to get through in 22 minutes, and so yeah. it had to. But it didn't feel like it was its own episode like period like if i was to watch an episode of avatar or if someone was to ask me what episode should i watch i probably would not say 19 at all because it's very it almost feels like a filler episode but i mean i guess it works because it flows but i'm thinking about i'm assuming that these came out originally oh no these two episodes came out on the same day i'm looking at it right now so that makes sense that oh, it just kind okay. of flows directly yeah into part it. So one I was like, and part two because normally they're all a week apart, at least, yeah. or mm-hmm. um, or more. And so, because I think the one before it is like November 18th, 2005, and then this was December 2nd. And so that makes sense. But Zuko, in this episode, finds some shelter, which is good because they were about to pull a eight below and freeze to death, rip to those two dogs. And... Basically, Katara, Sokka, and Yue. Yue, yes, search for him. Uh, and they're looking over. They're trying to find him. They can't find him for a while. Blah blah blah. Aang is still in the Avatar state and meets Ko, which I like these simple names. We should we should keep them at these simple names that I can pronounce. I guess I guess it's more on me than on the show, but. General Commander Commander Zhao. The problem is that the synopsis still says Ad Admiral Zhao. 
but not Commander Zhao. So I think that's why I keep fucking up. But he decides in this episode, oh, we'll just wait. I'll cut this out. You hurt my feelings. You know that, right? I hurt your feelings? Yes. About the Zoom meeting? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how does that hurt your feelings? How are you going to call me your wife, Avery, and then tell the listeners some shit like that? Well, because I realized, I was like, they probably actually might think that we're <laughs> Well, I guess they probably don't think that because we record in our own homes, but they don't know that either. I don't think they do. Upset. Did you stop the recording or did you let it just play? It's still playing. Okay, good. Cool. I'll just knock it out. Um, so what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Co. Oh, so Commander Zhao realizes that or he I guess he decides for himself that his destiny is to destroy the moon spirit because he knows that the water tribe gets their power from the moon and they keep having to stop their attack and plan around when the moon rises and general Zhao or commander Zhao, whatever the fuck his name is, is determined to get in the history books. And Ira was like, mm, you better be careful. Cause you really don't know how these history books are going to write you. Like you don't and get he, to decide yeah. that. And that's when he throws that shot about, Oh, is that how, is that how you felt about, uh, your failed attack or whatever the fuck it was? Um, and he decides, Oh, bet I'm going to, he was like, they're going to call me the moon slayer or some shit. I didn't write those names down, but they were all kind of whack, but (laughs) the destroyer of the moon. And he, like despite everyone being like you can't do that like Iroh was like you literally cannot destroy spirits like you need to calm the fuck down that's you're you're going wild that's too much and commander Zhao was like nah fuck that i'm gonna do it anyway and so as they're still attacking the water tribe he goes in he finds the pond and he puts it in a bag or whatever. And he was like, yes, victory is mine, whatever. And Momo comes through, he pulls up and like knocks it out of his hand a little bit. By then, Aang and all of them are back because he woke up. Well, actually I skipped a lot because we missed uh, Zuko's speech. Oh shit, I forgot about Zuko's speech when they were in the little hideout or whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought that that line about uh, my father said that she was born lucky and he says I was lucky to be born, that shit tore me up. That was was sad as shit. Um, And about everything coming easy to her and him having to like work for it and just never being enough. I honestly was like, Zuko needs to start a Talkspace subscription. Um, yeah, I think it's therapy. time for him. I really think it's time for him to, you know what I'm saying? Him and the toxicity go. Like, you don't got to keep these family members in your life. <laughs> I feel like they clearly don't want you there. And we but haven't met his sister 16. yet, but I feel like she doesn't like him either. So, but I feel like, I mean, yeah. But also, what, like, at this point, because at this point, I'm still wondering, like, what is still holding him to wanting to prove this to his, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, 
10 episodes ago, yes. But then, like, we've watched 20 episodes of this man follow these people to the literal ends of the earth in search of, like, his pride and his, like, ability to please his dad and be able to come back. But at this point, I was like, does your sister like you? Does your nation like you? Does your dad like you? But I think it it was more for him this, like... You were probably 13, 14 when your dad burned your face and you were exactly. forced to be in exile to find the Avatar, which is a wild goose chase all on its own. But it's like, you know, wouldn't you want to do anything to come back home? Like you a kid. At this point, I wouldn't. Because isn't he like 16 or 17 by now? Yeah. At this point, like I would have let, I think he's supposed to be, I think Sokka's supposed to be 16 maybe. And I think Zuko's supposed to be 17. I think I could be completely wrong. Actually, I have the Wikipedia pulled up. Why don't I just look at that? But at this point, like, I, I mean, I buy it because I know that it's like deep trauma um, and he doesn't have anyone to talk to about it Mm -hmm. besides Iroh. Um, And to have your face burned like that by your dad who wanted you to fight him to the fucking death and you refused to like, yeah, that's like, that's going to leave a huge ass mark um, developmentally and just for anybody. But at this point, I'm kind of like, I would have stopped like I just would have, but I guess he's just that not that type of nigga because they were like, Zuko or Sokka has that line. Like if we know anything, it's that Zuko never gives up. And I guess that's them providing more context as to why he's still even doing this it's because he's not going to quit on something that he was assigned to do and that he's dedicated to i feel like we also learn more later on um like why the honor is so important but him being like so close to iroh is important because we we learned about iroh's failed mission and later on in the show, we see how that affected his own honor and like what that, you know, like what it took away from him. And like mm. Zuko is supposed to become the Fire Lord. And he's seen how getting that honor taken away, like, can can strip you of that. So he Zuko's knows it would go to coming, Azula. Zuko's also coming from a place of privilege. Like, this dude was mm-hmm. the prince of the Fire Nation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you were accustomed to privilege all your life, and then somebody just said, well, go be in exile, wouldn't you lash out to want to get that back? That's true. He is giving up more than just, like, if you were just leaving your family in suburbia or something, which is still, like, drastic, but he's giving up, like, a whole shit ton of stuff um, in terms of, like, resources. and I mean... <sighs> I see. I I guess maybe in season two when they give that more context of like him having to watch what happened with Iroh. But I think at this point, it, yeah. I think maybe they added that in season two so that it would make a little bit more sense. Because I think had they just like left it the way it is here and then kept him being evil for... Because I think I saw a TikTok that spoiled like... I don't think he... I don't think he joins them in the second season who based on this tiktok zuko i think he joins them later so i think they tell him no i don't know i saw it and i tried to swipe away but i saw something and i saw some other stuff i'm not gonna bring it up but uh yeah i think 
if they were to keep him being like the quote unquote bad guy, even though I know Azula's supposed to be like the even more bad guy, um, they would have had to give you more reason at that point. Cause I think if I was watching in season two, I'd be like, nigga, no, get over it. Like <laughs> I I'm sick of this. <laughs> like this no longer makes enough sense. So maybe I'll, I'll get that, uh, context later on. I'm trying to yeah. Google the ages. <laughs> as we're talking but he has that whole last speech ang wakes up and immediately basically escapes for the most part um and the team pulls up because they saw his spirit light thingy Mm -hmm. fly into his body so they figured out where he was um and so they come back to fight with general commander uh (laughs) corbin was ready to hop on the mic and do they take zuko with them yeah because ang was like we can't leave him here to freeze to death and zuko or sokka was like oh yeah that makes fucking sense to bring the the second time that ang saved zuko's life if you were counting yes which i think i i think he honestly feels bad for zuko in a way, because I think that the last time that he saved his life, um, he was trying to genuinely connect with him. Because I think he was like, I can sense that. I don't know. I don't know if he sensed that first time that Zuko was doing it for other reasons um, and that it was like complicated. But I'm assuming since based on Zuko's reaction from the first time he tried to save him, um, I'm guessing that Aang still like thinks that there's more to Zuko uh, up to this point. And I don't know what he thinks of him. <laughs> so I don't think that they say it, but yeah, I don't know. What did you think about that? He, should he have left him? No. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, I'm just, I just feel like they genuinely, like Zuko was very necessary to the story and it just doesn't make sense for him to just be left to die. Like he's a kid just like them. And even though he's probably still going to try to kill them, you know, maybe after this episode, it's just like, why would you leave him out in the snow? Like, all of them have a heart, I think. Katara got a heart. You know, Aang got a heart. Sokka, eh, you know. And it would have definitely gone against, like, everything that Aang is for. Like, if yeah. he would have just left somebody there to die. And also, because they could have, you know, left him there and then the audience be like, you know, leave it up to us to figure it out. But that probably would have been overkill since we just had seen an episode where he, you know, they basically wanted us to assume he was dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, I looked up the ages. Uh, Zuko's 16, Sokka is 15, Yui... Y- Yue, damn Yue it. <laughs> is also 16, um, and Aang is obviously 12. Um, How old is Katara? Yeah. She's 14. Oh, okay. I knew they were all like in like one year ascending order, but... I didn't know at what point how old Katara was. I only knew um, Yue's age for sure because they mentioned that like she was the marrying age in yeah. that in that mm. other episode. 
I think I assumed that her and Sokka were the same age, so maybe that's why I was confused. He was hypnotized as soon as he saw her. He said, <laughs> wow, there goes my baby. And then she there turned into the boom. There goes my baby. <laughs> and then she turned into the moon. I love that we're snapping <laughs> a different time. <laughs> the joy of... Uh, recording podcasts remotely <laughs> is that none of these musical no actually we're in the same room don't tell them we're doing this remotely <laughs> we're all in the same room but we're being socially we're i'm right next to you you don't feel this you don't feel me tapping on codes <laughs> we are in completely different sec- all three of us are all in completely of us. different area codes <laughs> yeah i mean only one matters but yeah um Anyway, you're right. You're the right. Nine one nine. <laughs> Even though I'm not there, <laughs> you know it's a great privilege to be uh, the editor, so I can cut shit out. But <laughs> I will have the last Damn. word. But they get into this fight because the gang, the squad, the 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 crew, they pull up on old boy, and. Basically, he already goes ahead because Ira was like, all right, if you touch that spirit, I'm going to do the same shit to you, but 10 times fucking harder. Oh, yeah, and you did say that. Admiral, or, uh, Commander. Commander Zhao. Commander Zhao. <laughs> Commander Zhao. I'm glad he dies in this episode, so you don't have to keep pronouncing his name. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> wow. Rip to Lucius Malfoy. But he looks like he's about to give up. And I was like, oh, it was that easy. Wow, that's great. And he puts the little fish back in the little white fish, the Caucasian fish, back into the pond. And he automatically is just does. Like, yeah, he you does. And it looks like he's about to just leave it. Um, and then he was like... <laughs> psych and burn that shit alive and like burned it in half almost and the effect of how they showed the moon being erased mm-hmm. was horrifying dope as fuck i loved terrifying. what i loved this part like when wait are we to the point where he kills the moonfish? yeah <laughs> okay when yes when everything turns right because because they had to have done that or else you know we could have called them out on that exactly we could have um, called had a rally <laughs> had a rally right now let's call Revenel Sharpton um but yes no. the way that everything when everything turns black and white like that beautiful. shit well, was first so turns, fucking beautiful because first it turns, it, does it turns uh, like reddish red yeah. yeah like the moon turns red all the shit turns red and then I think when they when he first took it out and then when he killed it, I think it turned black and white. Yeah, that was beautiful. I think actually that scene and then the That's, last mm-hmm. the last, you know what I'm talking about. Those two are the best yes. in, the, in the whole. And it was like everything except for like the fire and water bending and Yui's um Yue Yue's Yue. eyes, <laughs> Yue's blue Welcome eyes. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know you fucked me up for it. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, the fire, water, and water bending, and Yue's eyes were the only things that were in color, and that shit like was so aesthetically pleasing, and like the fact that her eyes stayed colored like 
<laughs> Did y'all just realize this? Man. We we look just like that meme that Cor was talking about in the earlier episode of oh, that yeah. black guy looking around just with his mouth open like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh my god. I didn't even catch that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so good. Shit. I'm wow. telling you, the fucking symbolism in this show, like, they... <sighs> It just mm. chef's kiss, like immaculate, just delicious. Wow! Shout out to Miss uh, U Turn, but who? They- <laughs> shout out to who? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I would love like a running list of all the incorrect mm-hmm. names I've called all these people. Admirable Zhao. It has U-turn, to go in the highlights. The, the highlights episode. <laughs> Just have them all. The li- you know how yeah. the you know how the um the read they have that episode where they read like all of the hot tops names. Yes. Like they just listen. That's what you need to do. <laughs> That'd be good. It would be pretty short. There's not many. I don't think there's any other names that I've fucked up. We'll see, cause more names come. Come along. Shit. Let me scroll up. There's another character that I could not get, and it like bugged me the entire time. And then I listened back as I was editing, and I was like, this is just... It was probably Zhao. I think I was saying Zhao's name wrong the entire beginning of it, too. But, ooh, shit switches up, and immediately Aang goes back into the Avatar state, um, because literally no one can fight back. Like, the waterbenders lose most of their power, um, and... Yeah, the Fire Nation is just like, ah, 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 like still burning shit up. And horrifying. He goes into the, uh, <laughs> he goes into the Avatar state as Ocean Spirit La, um, and just like smacks the shit out of the Fire Nation just on every level. It's just like, pew, 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 and flips their whole shit and makes them all turn around and dip. Um, meanwhile, all the waterbenders are like bowing, obviously, because this is like a sacred spirit and stuff. And Zuko pulls up on Zhao and they definitely have, there's so many Lion King moments in this show, but he pulls up on him and he has a, you're alive moment. Um, (laughs) and then immediately Zhao was like, "Mm -hmm, well, Still don't care. Uh, I know that you're the blue spirit. I know that you are a traitor and like saved Aang from us and blah, 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 blah. And basically they start fighting and that was a cute little fight too. I don't know. I think I like the way that the Fire Nation fights. Like I noticed it's just like super like aggressive. Like it's like you're literally punching. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause they're like kicks yeah, and their knees. The fires. Yeah. Yeah. Like their knees and their kicks and their punches all were fire. Whereas like the water nation kind of has to like, basically like, like mold it through the it air. And yeah. Yeah. And, um, and basically while this is happening, Iroh is still fighting with the squad, with the gang. Gang gang. And Iroh, cause they realize, oh shit, there's nothing else that we can do. Um, cause they can't, fix the damn fish and he looks at uh miss uh ua and was like oh huh interesting who would have thunk it uh you've been touched by the moon spirit like and ua 
talks about her basically uh, uh, her baby C, her infancy. That was yeah, her infancy. Yeah, and she, mm-hmm. how she was born, like, not crying and basically just basically dead um, or about to die. And so they bring her to the moon spirit. They dip her in the little fountain of water life thingy, and her hair turns white and her eyes turn, and she basically then... She really the is uh, later, one of the diviners. Said children of blood and bone reference oh i haven't read it yet it's on my uh it's on my bookshelf though it looks pretty i'm looking at it nice little book but maybe i'll listen back to this podcast later and be like oh yeah (laughs) you're right but apparently her daddy knew from the beginning that she was gonna turn into the moon spirit um so he was like i'm proud and sad i yeah that uh, that part got me that part got me. I think because it also reminded me of this thing I posted on my Instagram a few years ago. It was like, I wanted to cry, so I did. I was brave and sad. And then, <laughs> you know, he says this line and he's like, I'm so proud and sad. And I was like, yes, both can exist at the same time. <laughs> mm. And then um, she, as she she's the, the moon, moon spirit. She rises up and uh, says goodbye to Sokka and kisses him. And then she just disappears. That was sad, man. That. Uh, Did like, y'all see that tweet? Like, it's it's kind of old now. But when they first put Avatar um, on Netflix, somebody wrote, like, I'm just going to become the moon now. <laughs> And then, like, somebody quote tweeted it with something about UA. What is that in reference to, though? Why would you become the moon? Because people be saying, like... Just random shit. It was... And I don't even... I don't... I can't remember. I think it was, like, it might have been an older tweet. So I don't even think they meant it about Avatar. But somebody quote tweeted it and was, like... Yui was, like... (laughs) (laughs) UA. Okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Avery Avery got me fucked up now. I'm gonna be saying ad, admirable Zao UA. UE. Okay, look, that's how I got Roku it. TV, all of it. I'm trying to ruin as many things as Don't possible do that. for people. <laughs> um just like a Virgo. But they <laughs> I'm just kidding. Much love to y'all. Alright. Don't let that shit happen again though. But <laughs> While Zuko and Zhao are fighting, because they're still fighting at this point, he gets, like, the... Aang, as the water spirit, comes and just grabs Zhao and is mm-hmm. about to put him underwater. And they have another Lion King moment, because this happens in Lion King 2, before someone drowns, and they were like, give me your paw! <laughs> and so he was like, give me your hands! And he, like, starts to reach out, and then he just, like snatches his hand back which was like the most disrespectful shit i think um so far in the show well besides you know his dad uh burning his face but i was like oh you would rather drown than him save you that's that's interesting but he's pulled under and that's basically the end of the episode zuko has that moment with uh 
Yue's father talking about her backstory. And, and the vision we cut he had. To, yeah. And then we cut to Fire Lord Ozai, who was like, oh, well, uh, what's it? C- Commander Zhao <laughs> has failed. Uh, Zuko sucks. Hate him. Wish he would just go away. So, uh, Azula. We I guess Azula. it's on you. Yes. And they don't even say her name. Well, I think did I they can't. say it before in the episode. Because he doesn't say it in that scene. I don't think I, thought, we, I don't think they even say it. Yeah, because I thought they were going to be like, because he was like, something like, it's all up to you. And I thought he was going to be like, Azula, dun, dun, dun. Like, and they just stopped right before. But So, yeah, when the, I, I made a note on, on this note um, of mine when we were talking about the other episodes in the last podcast episode, because you said something like you were like, oh, I think season one will end on a positive note. Did I say you that? Said so- yes, you did. You were like, I think it's going to end on a positive note. And I I like laughed to myself when you said that because I was like. I also laughed. Because ah, 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 didn't ah, I say ah. that like some shit was going to go down, but they're going to be like hopeful I think for the that's future. what you said. Yeah, I think you were like, you know, some something probably there's probably a big fight scene, but I think it's going to end on a positive note. <laughs> I yeah, because I thought that. um Cause I mean, obviously it does kind of end well for the squad because mm-hmm. they do get to do their waterbending training. Um, the dad is going to the Southern water tribe to help out with that, which was dope. Um, or not him. Uh, pa- Paku, oh yeah. Pikachu. That happens too, Paku. Oh yeah. Wait real quick about that. Because I was like, okay, they go to the Southern water tribe and Corbin, you know what happens when when they get. Did it say something about why he was going? It, I know to train the to he train said, them. He said like it's been too long. But what else like, did he say? He also he said say to, something. It was like a positive. Like it was like we just need to reconnect or something like that. Yeah. Did he say anything about Grand Grand? You better go hit them hit them cheeks up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, because I'm trying not to. I'm I'm trying not to say too much, but it didn't make it didn't make sense to me um, that he was basically trying to go like get her back because plus. she because she left him because she left oh him. Oh my gosh! Well, because I don't think that in the show it was meant to seem like that's why he was going because they had talked about it earlier. Oh no, I, I think don't think that's bit. why he went, but I think he it went back to go something see her. about but that. But now that you say that, yeah, that probably makes sense. Like that's probably why he's going back. But in the show, I don't think that they were hinting at that. It, I think it felt more like a. Oh, we really like what mean like what Corbin was talking about earlier. Like they ain't send no carrier pigeons. They ain't send right. like they ain't send anyone to check up on them. Like, and so it seemed like he was going down there to help and see what needed. But to be also done. like, but wow, niggas be niggas. I just like he could have went back low. this whole time. They he waited low. sixty years. Right. He said, "I know where you live, bitch." Like, <laughs> and it's like run. it's that's just kind of like she she Would left you. Would you wait sixty years for a nigga? Absolutely, the fuck not. Sixty years? I won't wait sixty minutes for it. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capping. There we go. 
The sauce boss strikes again. Right. I you you don't have time. You you don't have that. You you ain't got that kind of time. Lie again. Too many, too many to get through. Lie again, shut Corbin. up. Lie again. I let me tell y'all listeners at home. Nope. I used to have the sauce. <laughs> wow. I used to have an abundance of sauce. Have sauce. But sauce I lasts did forever. Not, well, I didn't preserve it correctly. You know what I'm saying? I didn't put it in the fridge after I opened it. You know, when it says refrigerate after opening, I didn't do that. Sometimes so you don't I have to put the, the sauce, sauce back in the refrigerator. It expired. Well, I had to. Uh, if you leave ketchup so, out, that thing still stay like fresh. You don't have to refrigerate it. Come on, preservatives. You don't put your ketchup in the fridge? Some people don't. Some after people don't it? like cold ketchup. But if you put it on hot food, it Mm-mm. gets warm anyway. So why do you need warm ketchup? Why do you like need cold ketchup? Syrup? Sometimes but cold I mean, ketchup just just doesn't. It don't hit. You don't do this either? Am I tripping? I have two separate ketchups. One in the fridge, one out of the fridge. Because <laughs> you're hot, then you're cold. You're yes, then you're no. I... <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like having it one way. But listeners at home, they are capping. Um, I do not have sauce. I wish I did. Maybe one day oh I will God. gather it again. But Ugh. it is currently. I hate when people me. lie. I'm not lying. <laughs> and also, I shouldn't have sauce. I'm not responsible enough for sauce. I've learned that in recent years. I don't communicate well enough to deserve the sauce. But, but I was thinking that when. Uh, Paku was going back to the Southern Water Tribe. I was like, okay, but you also have to remember he is a water bending master. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Which is help. Uh, uh, is he gonna call? Him? I mean, you have a potluck. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you um, going maybe with I'll, this? <laughs> maybe I'll predict what happened. Okay, so he's gonna go down there, and he's gonna see her. And she's going to be like, let me reenact the scene. So he's going to. All right. Boom. So boom. And action. Hey, where you been? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> how long has it been? 60 years? Uh, 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 I still love you. And she'll be like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't remember her voice. She'll be like, oh, no. She got an old Not woman this voice. Nigga. <laughs> she got some bass in her voice. You know she do. Oh no, I, I. <laughs> you found me. You shouldn't have found me. Stupid dummy nigga. <laughs> like, you know he still I'm not be interested. You know he still be. <laughs> I hope not. I well maybe because I mean you know what I'm saying what are her options? Not what are her options? Okay, but you don't think that's no weird? That like tribe. she literally, she left her home tribe, her whole home tribe, went across the entire fucking world to get away from him because she ain't love him. But I feel like something else might have also happened. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, like I feel like I we're think they find also kind of like, like the customs too, like that yeah. the women couldn't waterbend and shit like that i think it, they kind of hinted that it was like the customs overall because it was really oppressive towards their women right well i think also they um because i was like i guess the only solution for women who don't agree with the customs is that they're pushed out you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like 
old girl didn't believe in it. She had to become a fucking moon spirit. Other old girl ate the <laughs> this, so she had to like go to the South Pole away from Santa. She's on the opposite side of the world from Santa, who we did not meet. That's where Jack I'm Frost lives. Exactly. She went to chill with Jack Frost in the they penguins call or whatever. Me Snow White. <laughs> <laughs> whatever I touch. <laughs> I'm and, too much. But there's no, there doesn't seem to be another option for people who don't want to do that. Um, so I guess either you're a moon spirit or. But it's like, you know, cool either way because they're chilling. <laughs> Everybody at home, take whatever shot was delegated for. Uh, it's HP. Oh, we don't have like a. Yes, it is HP not A winter one. It's HP not I'll just drink a bar. Fireball. I'll just drink more fireball. <laughs> to keep you warm. That's what Zuko should have done. See, when I was an undergrad in that frozen tundra that we called undergrad, I definitely fireball was my drink of choice and my, oh my mini God. skirt and my crop Every tops time that I was around fireball, something bad weather. happened. But you know what you were? Warm. Was you I? Know what your chest was feeling? Warmth. No. Yes, it was. I bet you it was. I, just, was I just smelled it and I said, mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I like cinnamon Altoids, so I like Fireball, but I also have not drank Fireball in like three years. So I don't know if I would still like Fireball. Probably more than that. Probably been like five years since I've had Fireball. So I don't know if I would actually still like it, but I still rep, you know what I'm saying? I rep my, my, uh, not my set, my, uh, <laughs> I can't come up with the name and y'all are just staring at me. But uh, Fireball will have you. Fireball will have you becoming the Dragon of the West. Where's that from? Yeah. What's, Don't worry about it. Um. Oh. Is that what his name is, Corbin? <laughs> <laughs> is he Dragon of the West? Dragon Ball Z? No. There's a scene oh, the later on. Oh, There's a scene. Oh, that, okay, that, okay, okay. I, I put two and two together. Hungor- is, Hungarian horntail dragon. I got it. I got it. I got Puff it. Puff the magic dragon. He drinks the tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that dragon of the west? That's what fire. But I just drank some, and that's what it has me feeling like. So. Dragon tails. Dragon tails. Aragon. I'm trying to think of all the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> You know, American Dragon? Yes, that's what I was trying to think Jake, of. American Fuck. Dragon Jake Long? Is that oh, what it was? I had I'm such so a crush on him. Same. That was Didn't my boo. Yeah. Heteronormativity wins again. <laughs> Yikes. But I'm trying to think of predictions for the next season based on what i know now mm. god but we know faith faith do you remember what other predictions i made i probably should have re-listened to them before we know this. like at the end you know paku like why he goes down to to the mm-hmm. yeah but outside of paku did i make any other predictions do you remember not that I remember. I just remember okay. you you like saying the general like like when Aang is gonna get together. Aang and mm. Katara. Okay. So. Oh, you might have said something about that. Oh, I did make predictions about when they get together. Oh, 
I feel like they made some headway in these past few episodes, unfortunately. And, um, and I was talking to someone about this. I was talking to Ruchi again about this and I was asking her about, cause she also is not like an Ang and Katara person. Um, and she was like, Oh, I'm about to say something, but I'll, I'll save it until you get to that point. I was like, no, like if you could say it like broadly, like what, why? And she was just like, well, I think that Aang is just not end game for Katara. Like he feels more like a like a first boyfriend type, like uh like a dean on Gilmore Girls, whereas um, you know, reformed Zuko could be like a like a Jess on uh, Gilmore Girls. Um, so maybe that's why I like him because I feel like Aang is that like first boyfriend type, but I don't want to see them together. I don't know. But if I had to make a prediction, I'm gonna say that they probably kiss at some point. Um, on the lips, not on the cheek, and I'm gonna Ooh. guess spicy, right, spicy. Yes. Even though there was some tension, <laughs> for some reason, every time Zuko comes into a scene with Katara, there's always some weird tension. Like he came and he was like, "Well, aren't you a big girl now?" <laughs> and I was like, "This is strange," but keep going. Don't be shy. <laughs> Don't be shy. What? Put some more. Um, but. Uh, I'm glad I, she left that pale man alone. <laughs> I'm very sad about it, but and because oh, because I sent Corbin. I don't know if you watched the videos I sent you on, yeah, TikTok. on TikTok. Yeah, I had 65 notifications, <laughs> and I said, "Wow, I'm really slacking." I sent Corbin one of the actor who plays Zuko, who was talking about how in an interview that he. Like, as the show was being filmed and written, he thought that they were actually going to end up together, and they just never did. I he see, was like, a, I see a TikTok that here that says Zuko is Zeddy. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> but it's the actual actor, and he was talking about... Because I think that makes sense as to why, whenever he comes into those scenes, he has that, like, kind of weird, almost sexual tension tone of voice. Like, it does shift. Like, every time he like pops into a scene that Katara's in like watch every scene where he pulls up on her like it's always like this different tone of voice and he was talking about how he thought that at some point in the show something was going to happen and it just never did um and so I think that makes a lot of sense when I listen back and I'm like why is it every time he comes in these scenes it sounds like he's about to spit some game or something but um if I had to guess since she's not gonna kiss that pale man uh, mm. I feel like they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna kiss and like something's gonna happen to keep them apart. So like a little bit longer, you know what I'm saying? So like maybe uh she meets like another jet type with a fan cam filter over him. So maybe like season two episode. Uh, how many episodes are in season twenty? Episode fifteen or sixteen. They're going to kiss, mm. right? And they're going to play uh, uh, She Will Be Loved by uh, Maroon 5 while it happens. And the music's going to swell when they kiss. And, like, and she will be loved. And on season what? three... Maybe I Want to Be Your like Man by Roger and Zap. That too. For it's going to be both of them home. playing at the same time. That sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be one. Not the smash both. <laughs> but then I feel like 
season three, uh, probably close to the ends, very like Harry and Jenny style, uh, they're going to start dating, but they're going to push it off a little bit further. So maybe like season three, episode 15 again, uh, they'll be like, I love you. I love you too. And then they're going to be like, oh shit, I have to fight the fire Lord. Be back. Stay here, babe. And then they're both going to whoop ass and then they're going to walk off into the sunset together uh, at the, in the season finale. Interesting. We'll see if that happens. I don't mind. I think I asked you in the last podcast, what you thought was going to happen with Zuko and Iroh. I can't remember what you said, but after having Mm -hmm. seen these last three episodes and getting a little bit more development there. That's a good question. What do you think is going to happen between them? You think Iroh's like, going to die? I don't think he's going to die. I think he's definitely going to join the squad because even in this episode, he seemed like he worked... He seemed more in like political alignment slash ideology with Team Avatar. I think whatever. that's why I like him so much, too. Because he's, like, obviously, he's Fire Nation, and he was, like, he did all this shit, like, to try to take down some of the other um, cities and stuff. But he still has, you know, like, spiritual morals, like, where he was like, uh-uh, don't mess with the fucking spirits. Yeah. And then later, Corbin, you know what I'm talking about at the end, and, like... We see, you know, what has stuff that happens. Yeah. So he's which is very, why I like, was like full of you know he he Paku going to the water tribe. It's hard to see him as super evil for me, and Corbin, I think that's why I like him. Mm-hmm. As if I'm supposed to be like. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying this for meaning faith. that Paku is gonna fuck up the water tribe. Oh, I was like, you keep saying it as if it's like nudge nudge wink wink (laughs) but um yeah i feel like he respects um because i noticed especially like environmentally Uh how the different um nations in this episode and obviously like we've talked about like the whole nations aren't the same but like in terms of like the fleet they're polluting the air like drastically um and burning all this stuff and all of these things and then Iroh seems to have like more respect for potentially like I'm assuming like the earth and also like spiritual boundaries and moral boundaries that the other people of his like status or ranking who aren't just like citizens I guess um who are like around this realm of people seem to not hold those same values as much um and so when I was watching that episode, I was like, oh, he needs to just dip. But I was like, oh, I think he's just going to stay with Zuko as long as possible because Zuko is. I feel like boy. that's the only reason he yeah. has like stayed is because of Zuko. And like and now that we see like something happen to his son, like yeah. he feel that's why he feels so much more protective over Zuko. And he's like, all right, I'll just go with whatever the fuck this kid wants to do. Because I feel like he honestly is probably like, fuck the Fire Nation. Like, he, in this episode, Mm -hmm. felt very like, I'm willing to be a traitor. Like, I don't care. Um, I don't think that he, based on, this is my guess, I don't think he really, like, fucks with them like that anymore. And so I think 
Um, maybe he'll lead Zuko to the uh, realization that he needs to join the squad, the gang. The gang. Um, I think at this point, Iroh still really cares about the Fire Nation, but mm-hmm. because of, you know, his failure, what we know so far, his failure in bossing say and him having to travel with Zuko, he feels a lot of pride to be with Zuko. And that, like, kind of maintains his love for the Fire Nation. Like, he loves Zuko because Zuko loves the Fire Nation and wants the Fire Nation to be Mm. better. So he wants to be there for Zuko to mentor him and help him not make the same mistakes that he did. Because I don't know if it was mentioned in, I think it was in this, the last three episodes, but Iroh does not have his son. Or was that mentioned it wasn't yeah we we learned that he lost his son okay so he doesn't have his son we don't see like that i can't remember if we see that like whole scene no we don't see it yet not yet okay that's in season two yeah but it's like of course you know i feel like that's why iroh is and what he does is because of losing his son failing um with bossing say and he is forcibly you know removed as being like the the general um of the fire nation and has to like be in exile with zuko so i think that's that's a lot of it like i love zuko so much and zuko loves the fire nation so therefore i do too because i wanted to see it be better and i want to also see zuko be better because yeah that's what i think and i think this was a dope time for their dynamic a little bit more because like I know that we've talked about in the past that y'all have mentioned like he cares so deeply for Zuko but I think this episode you actually get to see that a little Mm -hmm. bit more especially when Zuko's climbing off the ship and he was like like be careful or whatever and then he was like make sure to put your hood up keep your ears warm and stuff and Zuko is actually responding back to him in like a caring way of being like thank you, like, I appreciate you. He doesn't say that, but basically, like, meeting him at the same type of emotional vibe in that moment, whereas the rest of the season, for the most part, 90% of the time, Iroh's like, hey, chill out, and Tuko's like, nah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this, blah, 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 blah. And I just, I don't know. I think, I think Zuko's story is still the most interesting story to me. Um, and I think second is Sokka's because Sokka, for some reason, whenever they bring up stuff about their parents, I think earlier on this season, uh, Sokka seems to have... The way that he reacts resonates more for me uh, whenever they talk about their parents or whenever they talk about people related to their parents. And I think Katara's reactions tend to get reduced to that one-note line of oh, my mom is dead, and that's that's kind of it. Like, my mom's dead, I have this necklace, it means a lot, that's it. Whereas Zuko, like, they'll do, like, a close-up shot of his face, and it's just, like, him having an emotional reaction to something and maybe not even saying anything. Um, and so I think that Zuko, I don't know, I think Zuko and Sokka are still, like, the most compelling characters for me especially because Zuko there's still so much more that like I want answers to like I genuinely want answers to it like Aang's story I kind of want answers to but I know we're gonna get it anyway um Katara I feel like we're still gonna get answers to her story but like Zuko and Sokka I'm like 
I want to know what happens now. Like, <laughs> I had to stop myself from looking it up, like, to see what happens in the next season, to see what happens to them, um, which is interesting. Because that was the first moment. I think this was the first moment where I was like, I actually want to see what happens next. Um, whereas in earlier episodes, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, it cool. sounds like you're starting to like the show a little bit. I like the story. I like, because um, I know that people have talked about Zuko's arc, and I felt like that was probably the part that I was going to like the most, um, which I could have been completely wrong about because I still had no context for what that character actually was, except for this character that I had a crush on whenever I would catch the show in passing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like genuinely compelled by his story and he hasn't even really had a true arc yet like we see that he has a heart like we talked about earlier but we still haven't seen him like make that shift into no longer engaging in these actions and no longer um trying to uh, prove to his daddy that uh he's not a bag of rocks yes gary come home Zuko, come home. <laughs> but how are y'all feeling? If we had to like rate the season, or no, if we had to go back and pick like our favorite episodes of the season, like what is the most important one for y'all? The last one. Mm. What about you, Faith? Are you pulling it up? <laughs> Looking through, through my notes. Hmm. <laughs> I think for me, I can go. Um, I think for me, and I'm scrolling back to get the actual episode correct. I think that that episode where they find out the background, where they tell you the background of Zuko and Sokka and all them. um, I think that one is still my favorite one. Um, Dang, was it this early? Where was that? Oh my gosh. I feel like I have a note somewhere that says like, oh shit, he burned his fucking face. Like, I feel like that should be in all caps somewhere, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. What about you, Faith? Um, damn, this is hard. These, I mean, these last three episodes are, I was telling Corbin earlier, are probably my favorite, um, Definitely in the season, but also in the entire series, uh, because I like how they don't fo- like in episode 18 and 19, Aang is kind of like a background character. We don't mm. see like a whole lot of him until um, they take him to like that spiritual center of the North Pole. Then it's like, OK, focus is back on Aang. But I really love getting the backstory of um like the water tribe and seeing more of Sokka and Katara's development but it would probably have to be I I just have to say episode 19 and 20 the part one and part two together um because I think we get a lot more of all the characters like we see development for, for all of them here um so that I think that's probably, and I think it's just more of like 
more emotional also for me and the symbolism and stuff like that and that like badass scene that turns everything black and white Mm. beautiful like that but also that episode that you talked about where we learned zuko and ang's backstories and how it like switches yeah because i remember when y'all were talking about it and i was listening to it um how it goes back and forth between them was also like dope as fuck. Like I didn't realize like when I was rewatching, like how much I would appreciate um, like stuff like that, like how, like the production and stuff like that. Um, like the storytelling. Yeah. Or I guess how, yeah, how they did that, how they showed it. Cause the, those weren't the types of things I noticed when I watched it as a kid. Mm-hmm. I think I focus more on like the plot, I guess, and maybe like some the relationships. And that was the episode that um that's also the episode. I think I said that it was when you learned about Sokka and Zuko. I meant Aang and Zuko. I mean, yeah, that's correct. Um that's also the episode where Aang burns Katara and oh, yeah. you learn that like you see his flaw past just um like being a kid and being childish and like all of the factors that annoyed me in the first few episodes but like this is like a true like dangerous flaw of because i think at that point we talked about that's when we discussed like priorities and Mm -hmm. like sokka's priorities over like ang's priorities of wanting to progress and learn and like being kind of antsy versus sokka being like family first like you burned my fucking sister like what is your problem? Um, and then you learn that Katara has healing powers. And I feel like, I think that that was that, that was episode. Dope too. Yeah, it was. Because she dips her hand into the water. She has so many talents, I swear. Like, she's just good. Yeah, I feel like that episode is like the beginning of the rise of uh, Katara. Like, I feel like this one's like the official one where she's clearly like doing so much better than Aang. Um, and you get to see that parallel of like, we were told for 20 episodes that Aang is like that bitch, like that fortune teller told her she was going to marry some like powerful fucking bender, the baddest bitch in the land. And we see in this episode, like Katara is like leaps and bounds ahead right now. You know, we, we, we're going to see in season two how, you know, Sokka's not the only one with jokes. You know, Katara got some jokes up her sleeve, too. Yeah. She's going to start telling jokes? <laughs> she, she's a jokester. Mm-hmm. Is she? she? Jokes. <laughs> maybe after season one, they were like, hmm, maybe we didn't make her super likable in this first season. Maybe we need to... Give her some. I think uh, actually uh, in season two she was less likable, in my opinion. Because in season one, she was like, you know, responsible, this great vendor, blah blah blah. And then season two, I was like, "Mm, why did I do this? I have to say this. (laughs) Toph exposes a lot more of Katara's flaws in in how she like feels the need to control everything Toph exposes a lot of that that's all i'm gonna say about that but you know i'm so sad i was excited that um we left um (laughs) 
our uh, my uh, well maybe specifically my Katara bashing in the past. I was like, oh thank God, I don't have to hate. Well, this it's anymore. like it's not all it's bad. not bad. It's I'll just cry. like it exposes her, like why she like just how she is. She's very she's just a lot. And I think, but she also she learned she's able to move past mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It's okay. why, like, she definitely seems more unlikable because it does all of that exposing. But we also see how her maturity comes in more to alleviate that. Hmm. I just hope she stops uh, simping for all these. Uh, men and causes that she comes into contact we'll see. with. You know what, Avery? Some of us have to simp. Some of us, Some of us don't aren't got the juice. Exactly. Okay? Sauce boss like you. Y'all both have more sauce than <laughs> Who me. Who said that? What? You're tag teaming What? Me. I wish I hate people are... fucking lie. That's what I hate. Where? What? Where? Y'all are saying all this, and then I feel like a listener is going to be like, let me pull up this nigga's uh, Instagram page and see what all the hype is about. <laughs> and they're going to see my stickly looking ass with these bags of my eyes and a backwards cap and be like, this is the nigga with the sauce. <laughs> it's this one. But any final thoughts about season one as we're wrapping up? Oh, as we wrap up, because this shit done. Finito. Yeah. Finito. That's it. It gets no better. Yep. That's it. It does. It, it gets better. Two, it's not man. like, you know. Yeah. Whew. We made the it. The visuals get better too, especially when you get to season three. That's always nice. The visuals. Oh, man. We love to see that. I love to see which shows' visuals don't age well, like Buffy. I sometimes can't even tell people to watch Buffy now if they've <laughs> never seen it before because. Like, I still love it because I recognize that I love the storytelling, but, like, that scene when Angel is, like, sucked back into hell and they're kissing, and, like, the portal to hell is, like, the worst CGI shit you've ever seen in your life. I started re-watching Charmed over the weekend, or earlier this oh, week, yeah. and that that same thing. Like, if I didn't already know the visuals, like, the graphics and the CGI was bad, like... I probably wouldn't be able to watch it. <laughs> I always have to tell people, like, just look past, <laughs> just ignore that <laughs> and listen to the words because the words and the stories are actually super, right. super dope. And that's why the show is still, like, iconic. But you, it, it's hard. I can't. But luckily, I feel like animated shows get more of a pass because it's not nearly as noticeable. Like, I thought that this show was super stunning. The only thing I noticed was when, uh, Katara looked like a fucking petrified person in that episode because I guess they forgot to <laughs> make her blink when she was sitting at that table. I have a question, Avery, and because I know you're like into like all the production and stuff like that. Do you know um, how soon into the show they like renewed it for a second season? Like how far into the season or? Mm, I can actually look at that right now. Um, the one fact that I did see, um, cause I think I thought that they renewed it, but I think they might have given them all of the seasons ahead of time. Oh, okay. Um, okay. 
which would be fucking nuts. Um, cause that would make a lot of sense because if not, it's really like a, uh, it's really a leap of faith to have it split up the way that it is. Um, and knowing that the, uh, like conflict, like the ultimate thing is going to be that far ahead. Um, yeah, I don't see anywhere on here anything about it being renewed. So I think it might have just been like you get this three season order unless we oh, pull okay, it. Okay, okay. But I know that originally, because um, uh, we talked about how the pilot was completely different, but also Zuko was the last character to be written for the show because it was going to be um, just the Fire Lord right. as like the antagonist for the entire thing. So I wonder if when they learned that they were going to have more seasons, um, they switched well, it to be like, he'll be like the final villain that you beat at the end of the video game, <laughs> instead of like this guy that's antagonizing them the entire series. Cause I guess something I always wondered, and I know a lot of people have like said this, but cause you know, like book one is water and then it goes into the other elements. So I guess I'm wondering like, you know, where it went wrong, like why they never had a, book four and like mm. i also I'm didn't bending. i also didn't read there's like comics that go along with it right i didn't read any of that like i think there are i think the people who wrote books. the show the showrunners uh what were their names i have them on here but they they don't really do much else but they do books and i don't know if those books are based on the show okay um, yeah because i guess Brian i'm just wondering <laughs> why they didn't um why they didn't do like a book for like that would have been air yeah mm. so and i don't Maybe know they were like, okay <laughs> they're like wrap that shit up <laughs> yeah because it makes sense that it ended with fire but i don't know i guess maybe it, it's just like a thing where i'm like particular i'm like it, they didn't finish the cycle. Because <laughs> wouldn't Air then be like the first well, season? Well, not really because what he's Aang, yeah, Aang already well, knows. I said it Aang. was water. Well, no, because Aang already knows. Like if it was added. Aang already knows like, Air though, so it wouldn't make sense for him to. I know, and I guess because there is no Air Nation There's no Air, but it's just him. <laughs> But I guess okay, okay. But gonna teach him. <laughs> but but have you have any of y'all have you seen Legend of Korra? Korra? I've seen some episodes. I've only seen the first episode. Yeah. I've only seen the first episode. But they could have clarified some of the things that are shown in Legend of Korra in the in like that in the beginning, even in the first episode, how that happened like how certain things were able to develop into so I, that <laughs> so i googled it there is a comic um written by gene yang so somebody different than the showrunners okay. um, i don't know if he actually uh wrote on the show um i think they still probably had a part in it but so i wonder if it's in three parts in 2012 um, so I wonder if they give more, uh, background on it. It's called Avatar, the last airbender, the promise, the search, the rift. There's a bunch of these. Oh, so it's like a series. So it's like Buffy. Buffy has comics that's still going. Um, so that's really interesting. <sighs> yeah. 
Man. I feel like, yeah, I think that it's always interesting when shows know when to end, potentially, mm-hmm. and decide to end. Like, um, that story of Will Smith being like, we wanted to end Fresh Prince on top or whatever. Because um, I feel like most shows want to go on as long as possible. Um, so it is very interesting that they were like, nope, we're done. Right. Bang, boom. That's Sometimes it. that's better. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like, because most seasons or shows that do that tend to have like what's called like the gas leak season um, where shit goes wrong. Like season seven of Gilmore Girls is like the no (laughs) one talks about that fucking season like it doesn't count. Or like some of the last seasons of Buffy are trash or like the last seasons of Angel are trash. Um, SpongeBob could have probably stopped, you know, at some point. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Y'all like those new episodes? I don't. But I, I, but I'm also not a kid, so maybe yeah. it doesn't resonate as much. Like after season four, I, season five, they could have cut it. Like after the movie came out, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, some shows don't have to, you know, I'm saying keep going. <laughs> but I wonder if kids now will resonate with those seasons as much as people do with those original seasons. I think that SpongeBob is sacred. It is sacred. You know, I just think that. What did I tweet today or the other day? Oh, I think that SpongeBob has the most usable references of any show. And I will stand by that. Because I feel like I've heard more references from SpongeBob that other people also get than any other show that I've thought of. Like, even like a Friends show. Like, I don't think I've heard nearly as many people make a number of references about Friends. Um, Who in the world be watching Friends? My roommate freshman year did. Disgusting. Um, y'all know her. Um, but I didn't watch Friends. Uh, I do not. Because, well, because I thought about watching it and then they pulled it from Netflix. I'm so for glad a while, they did. And then I think they put it back or oh something. My gosh. This is like a long ass time ago. But it's on Nick she was and watching Knight it now. the whole time. Yeah. She was watching it all the way through and I heard all of the running jokes and all of the running storylines. And I already don't like sitcoms and how they are so repetitive and with the fake laugh how the stories are structured uh-huh. yeah and i don't like how sitcoms like the like conflict is introduced and solved in the same episode and you like <laughs> rely on some of the same jokes and yeah that's why i stopped watching shows like big bang theory eventually yeah i, I hate like, that I can't, show i can't do this anymore i used to love that show but after it's a few seasons like i was like the, i'm done <laughs> lord have mercy well, you shouldn't. I, yeah, I would not take you for a Big Bang Theory, girl. Sometimes I'll watch shows and I'll be like, Corbin would hate mm-hmm. this. And you damn right. <laughs> like, I watched, because um, I know we talked about uh, John Mulaney recently, Ooh. and I watched his stand-up, uh, That White Guy. Remember we were talking about comedy and, like, the future of comedy? And I was like, oh, now, like, people talk about John Mulaney. And you were like, who? And I was like, this white guy, you probably will not like no. him. And then I watched the specials and i was like corbin does not need to watch this she would hate this like <laughs> but i was like i i enjoy this this is mm-hmm. nice and i watched all of them so if you like that type of humor <laughs> i say for go me, for it. yeah i feel like you know going in but that is it for this first season of avatar the last airbender and for our first season as the last black avatar podcast you can find the show at 
last black avatar on Instagram and Twitter. If you're still here listening to this show at this point, this is an accomplishment. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We actually got a really, really nice review. We're releasing this. Uh, episode three is already released um, as we're recording this. And we got a really, really nice review about how they really enjoy listening to our podcast. Um, I think it was like Black Queer Baldy or something. I think they followed us on on Instagram, too, and they were super nice about it. Because um, I was gushing. I was... It was heartfelt. It was beautiful. You can also email us your questions, comments, not concerns at lastblackavatar.gmail.com. I didn't see any. I checked gonna, uh, this morning. It. That's the problem with recording ahead of time, too, is that <laughs> I think we just, I think I might have just put the email on episode three. It may not even be in episode three. I'm looking at it I'm right now. No. See, we got anything. We are futuristic. Because last time we got an email from somebody, um, and uh, I don't know who. So it must have been on episode three because I sent Faith uh, episode three ahead of time. But you can, yeah, leave us a review. Follow us on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher. You can find me at uh, Black Baby Gap. No A in the black on TikTok, Instagram. So there's an A in the gap? And Twitter. Yeah, there's an A in the so gap. So there's no, there's no A in black, but you have one in gap. It was an aesthetic at the time oh. when I made it. Yep. That's what I, that's what I did. So, so you don't want to spell black in full? Is, nope. is that it? <laughs> <laughs> is the B capitalized, I, Avery? Um... You didn't capitalize the B? No, because you can't capitalize it. I think I capitalize it. Maybe Twitter? Twitter lets you do. Yeah, <laughs> but does. I think Instagram doesn't. Um, so I think it's capitalized on Twitter. Mm. But all of them are capitalized because, you know, all of the capital mm. letters matter. So the B matters. The The second B also matters. And the, the G matters. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to give more rights to one letter over others because they all Oh, my matter. God. I don't actually believe that. Please don't hold me to that. But Faith, you are from the void, um, so people cannot <laughs> find you. What is something from pop culture you want people to, to check out and look at? Yeah, uh, if y'all want to follow me, just pay close enough attention. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you'll find me. I think everybody that's listening to this that I would want to follow me already does uh pop culture references um hmm. um animal crossing on the <laughs> nintendo switch new horizons uh that's what i'm doing lately i just watched celebrity big brother with tiffany new york pollard um Ooh. that's that's the wave that i'm on right now um and i'm rewatching charmed so doing a lot of rewatches as always and um yeah i have nothing else to offer <laughs> that's beautiful corbin my wife my love my nope. light my sun and my stars getting that reference correct where can the people find you yeah, so you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Corbin underscore forever. It's the same username on all platforms because I changed it so it would be easier to find me. Um, 
I changed it after we recorded. It's okay. <laughs> Folks are going to find me if they really want to find me. Um, for pop culture stuff, you know, go ahead and stream Janae Aiko's deluxe album. It just came out um, an hour or two ago. So go ahead and listen to that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Protect black women, especially dark-skinned black women. Shout out to Megan Thee Stallion one time. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's it. People are really going to know exactly what day we recorded this on. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, I know. the day that Twitter freaking exploded. Yeah. Um, sending lots of healing vibes to Magna Stallion. Sending lots of healing vibes to uh, Naya Rivera's family and her son. Yes. Um, so that might be my pop culture plug for this week is uh, Glee, but mostly just uh, Naya Rivera's stuff because she was one of the best singers on that show. Um, and also Darren Chris's stuff because that's the part that I also love to rewatch. But mostly her rest in peace and we are gonna close out oh what are you about to say i just wanted to thank y'all thank you yes thank you for being on the show for for allowing me me and all my glory to be the first guest Faith from the void our first guest wait okay y'all i don't want y'all to think i'm just like it's because of my job, so yeah. I don't. I don't want the listeners to think I'm just being like a type of I think way. The first time you were here, I said that okay because some of us have real jobs that <laughs> we don't want people to know we were on an explicit uh, Avatar podcast. Yeah, it's just it's just stuff on here. Yeah, but so thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for dealing with all of our fun scheduling, doing I these hours it. long podcasts um i might release them in halves because it's going to take yeah this is probably the longest episode we've ever had it's definitely surpassed the last one i think the last one was definitely two hours um at least or no it was like an hour 40 and i was like i don't know if i'll split that one up but i also don't know if i'll be able to edit all of both of these within like the time to keep it on Mondays. Um, so we might do like a part one, part two, and I'll just edit through it again. Listeners at home will know if I did that or not. I feel like I keep saying that and then not doing <laughs> it, <laughs> which is part of the fun. You never know what's going to happen. So at the end of season one, we ask you all to uh, stay black and uh, don't get your, uh, don't get your wig snatched. snatched oh. up. <laughs> And, and take care of your cabbages because they're you gonna might just lose them. There's a lot more. <laughs> there's a lot more cabbage them. wreckage in in this next season. This poor man. Yeah, this is. Uh, How does he still have a job? This is the the earth the earth season. So we get into the earth yes. nations. Oh shit! My prediction then is that by the end of season two, that man gives up on selling cabbages <laughs> because they probably cause too much wreckage. No, nah, that's his There are life. no more cabbages. <laughs> But yes, uh, stay black, protect your cabbages, all the things, and take a shot of fireball uh, when it's cold. (laughs)